you say. Hello and welcome back, lads, to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we wrap up all the week in sport and have a few beers and talk some dribble as always. Uh, today's show, we've got the T20 World Cup uh, heavily underway, a lot of matches, a lot of good cricket. Uh, of course, we'll preview week eight of the NFL and the NFL Hour. NBA's in full swing. We've got some APL news. And there's a big uh, final round. We've got UFC. We've got a look at the upcoming 267. Some chat about Mike Tyson and Logan Paul as well. Uh, and then there's NRL, AFL, F1 and MLB news as well. Uh, as always, if you like this content, uh, please chuck us a subscribe on the YouTube or follow on the Instagram. There are timestamps below for all the various sports so you can uh, jump about. Uh, and of course, for the first time, back in the studio. Boys back. Yeah. Um, I would lick you, but I don't want that on camera. Um, that's only after, fans. baby. That's only fans. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the SK only fans. Uh, uh, you guys don't like and subscribe. That's what we're going to have to get to. So, <laughs> please. Boys, we're back in the fucking studio, so oh, I'm pumped good. about that. The uh, sound quality is going to be up, I think. Uh, we don't have to rely on my shitty internet uh, cutting in and out. I've actually just been using that as a cover for when I forget how to talk uh, and actually just start going, oh, uh, oh, sorry, boys, the internet's no good. Uh, but no, So you just sound like me normally. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, tr- trying to work out the uh, difference between 185. Uh, accounting friend over on my left. No, but in all yep. seriousness, it is good to see boys in the flesh. It's been a long time since we've been sitting around mm-hmm. this table. Uh, and I think it's always better podcasting, uh, you know, sitting around each other as we would uh, in a non-COVID setting. Yeah, conversational. That's right. Yeah. Might be good for a little bit of back and forth. As we like to do, we like to shout a beer to start off the show. Mm-hmm. Monks, yep. can you take it away? Uh, and good luck with the name. I think you'll be mm-hmm. right. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, so this week, I would like to shout a beer to Dushmantra Charma. Chamira. 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 <laughs> I almost got there. Yeah, close. Close. I got the first first name right. Yeah, I think that was that, pretty good. That's probably actually. the harder of the two as well. Yeah, no, right. Um, that little red squiggly line underneath Chamira is really is, undone you there. completely threw me off. Mm. Um, no, Did so you mean? <laughs> Did you mean Chamira? That's it. Um, yeah, so I'm shouting Chamira a beer this week um, for... Um, outperforming our John Howard and bowling the worst uh, ball ever um, in cricket. Um, so he's a... And that's not just at international level. This is every grade, <laughs> every age group, under sixes, and the bloke's done it in the World Cup. In the World Cup, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, Schwenken Quickie, he's gone in, he's run up uh, for, for the delivery and then has just pitched it two metres in front of him and about three metres wide left. Um, off, off, the, off the pitch. Off the pitch. Off the pitch. Yeah. So Sunday Social, that is a fine. Uh, <laughs> so Chimera, put him down in the books. Uh, that's a skull and a fine. It was This was reminiscent of that John Howard ball in uh, in Pakistan. Uh, I'm sure Very all Australians true. are aware of our, our former fearless <laughs> leader. He could lead the country for 12 years, was it? 12 years, Howard. Uh, and he could bowl a delivery uh, with about 12 bounces, uh, getting it down to the other end. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> the other end it was about two metres. Yeah, disgusting yeah. from both, really. <laughs> the only difference is one was a politician and this guy is a professional cricketer. We're just having a look at it now. Wow, we. That, <laughs> it will, for one, I was going to say it was going to go to about gully. 
However, it didn't have oh, uh, it didn't have the pace to get to Gully. It just no. kind of just dribbled there. Finchie's watching that, just going, "Wow, we wow!" And I think Finch got out not long, not long after this. It really unsettled him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in a second once um, when we yeah. do a wrap of the T Twenty World Cup. Uh, we will dive deep. Yeah, who have you got this week for a shout out? I have got uh, Corey Bellamore. Uh, he's a Canadian. He broke his own world record in uh, one of what should be an elite event in uh, in my opinion. The big Mile. Uh, look at this time, boys. 4.28 uh, and, and 10 hundredths of a second. Uh, so that's to run a mile, right? The only <laughs> caveat is every quarter mile, every 400 metres, you've got to scull a beer. So <laughs> the bloke has That's a got, decent effort. Yeah, under four and a half minutes. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if it's three or four beers sculled and run a mile in that time too. So uh, elite pace on both his running and drinking. Uh, maybe a sport that I could aspire to do. I don't mind going for a run. Uh, I probably don't run two Ks in, in – I probably don't run a, a kilometre in that time. Uh, so yeah. I'd have to get yeah. a lot quicker, but uh, – Maybe the beer sculling, you know, who knows? We'll see. So I assume he was uh, not stationary for the beer sculling. He could scull on I'm the not, move? I, need a, I just read the story. Uh, admittedly, if I'm shouting the bloke, maybe I should watch the vision of it. Uh, sculling on the run. No, to run that time, I can't imagine he stops. Because they used to talk um, about... Unless it's like a oh, three or four second scull. Like it's just straight down the hatch. No, I reckon, he, I reckon it's on the move. I reckon it has to be on the move. Because they used to always talk about the coveted four minute mile being like an elite athlete. Uh, and it was, I think, that didn't get broken until about the 1960s. Uh, so this is, is sculling beers whilst running near, well, four, four minutes 28. Uh, yeah, elite athlete in both uh, the athletic sense and in the drinking sense. It'd be a bit of fun on footy trip, you'd imagine. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes. If there's ever a sport that we could sponsor once we actually start making money, it's <laughs> got to be the BMI. I, I think I'd go all right. So, okay, so we've got it here. They're walking. Oh, oh. we've got spews. we got a lot of spews. <laughs> and he's he's going quick. So it's on a track here. Um, and so they, He sculls after it as well. And he's sculling out of the cup as well. Good on him. There's a whole fucking thing on on YouTube it's about Corey Belmore. Yeah, yeah, got the women's race, men's and women's race. Yeah, so they've got their beers there. And what are the boys doing there? They've gone a few pale ales, a few fucking <laughs> hipster fucking eight percenters. Boys, just get something that's water. Damn <laughs> set. And you you can see as they start, they kind of walk and skull, and then they, and then they take off. Elite viewing this. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to Corey Bellamy. Bellamore. Uh, the the fastest man over a mile with four chugs under his belt. Mm-hmm. That's it. There you go. Impressive sports news there, Peppy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I, for my shout of beer, I've gone uh, more into the professional realm of sports mm. uh, and I'm going to give you the layup here. Fabio. Quartaro. <laughs> I, th- no, I, I think there's another Raro. Quartaro. Quartaro. He's got too many A R Rs in his name. That's his, probably his only downfall. He's French, isn't he? That's an Italian-sounding name. <laughs> yes, El Diablo yeah. they call him. Mm-hmm. But also the point being, he's the first Frenchman to win a Premier Class title, and that has to be the world uh, world champion for the MotoGP. Uh, he wraps up that title and wins the title for the MotoGP for him. So that's impressive. First Frenchman to do it. So El Diablo. How many beers did he scull while he was doing it? Can't imagine that's too safe, uh, travelling at the speeds that they no, go. No, no. Probably had a couple of wines, I'm assuming, to after stereotype the, afterwards. After the a couple yeah, of so, uh, But that's my shout out, Beer. Good shout, shout out to him um, for winning the MotoGP this season. Shout out to Fabio. Yes. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think it means it's cricket time. Mm. We'll just go back to Corey Bellamore. I did watch the start of the race. They drink the beer before they start running. Okay. 
That's so, one beer though. And That's that, one beer. That, that he's and then, coming through to the next, and he's he's walking while sculling. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, I guess he slows down skulls. That, that's skull that's what they're, they're kind yeah. of in like a, so they've got like this like a drink, skull section. drink station. Yeah, about mm. two, three metre drink station where they skull it and then they go for the next lap. That is such an elite sport. <laughs> <laughs> you finally found something. I've found something. I've found something, boys. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm not, I can't run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was going to say, Did, we, should, we should get you out on your strengths. You work on your strengths. Yeah. You know? Uh, Shaq couldn't shoot a free throw, could he? He couldn't shoot a free throw, but could he skull a fucking beer? (laughs) So you reckon based off sculling a beer faster than that? Yeah, just (laughs) just really, just really get him there. Uh, And those few seconds that you gain, you know, over four beers, I might be able to pull ahead of the the crowd there. Corey, I'm coming for you, bruh. Yeah, we'll we'll have to set this up. We'll have to set a benchmark time for you. Let's go go do a bit bit of fun. I'll go do six and a half minutes, spew eight times again, boys, I'm done. (laughs) It'll be elite viewing, though. That's it. Uh, He's just found an easy way to scab beers off us. (laughs) (laughs) It's for our enjoyment. It's it's our enjoyment. It's sponsored, but it's sponsored. Look at the rigs on the bus. He's got a fucking rig, man. It doesn't look like he excels too much in the the beer drinking domain. So that four minute 28 makes sense when you work out that he's a Professional athlete, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does the beer, he does the beer drinking on the, on the side, yeah. But you're going with the aspect you're a professional beer drinker, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, drink your makeup, make up the with your long legs. Let's go. Ben Simmons <laughs> is in the NBA, can't shoot for shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, All right. <laughs> cricket. We're gonna get a second in cricket. T <laughs> Twenty uh, World Cup, of course. I think the West Indies uh, taking ba- on Bangladesh. Bangladesh yeah, about that, to kick that'll off be shortly. kick off during our show. Uh, however, we may as well run through the first lot of, of proper games. Yeah. Uh, Where are we up to, Peps? Get us to that point. Well, let's go back to game one mm-hmm. uh, of the tournament official of the Super 12s. Yep. Uh, and it saw our Aussies taking on uh, the Re- Republic of South Africa. Uh, we actually we tried to pick the team beforehand. We thought one of the quicks might miss out uh, in favour of Ashton Agar. They ended up going with all three quicks in Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, and Zampa, and then trusted, I think, Maxwell and uh, Mitch mm. Marsh to get through the other overs. And it was a bit of a slow deck, uh, not one for the fan that likes a lot of runs. Um, South Africa made a measly 118. Mm. Quinton de Kock, we'll talk about him in just a second. He mm. had one of the most unlucky dismissals you'll ever see of Josh Hazelwood trying to pull him uh, and kind of got some iteration of bat and body, went straight up in the air. And landed on his stumps. Aiden Markram with the best of the Saffirs there with 40 of 36. Uh, And good to see Hazelwood, Zampa, Cummins all bowling well. Uh, And then we made this very, very difficult for ourselves, Mm -hmm. chasing a measly 118. It's very Australian of us. You can think of a few times where we've struggled in the the longer formats of the game, chasing a smaller target. Uh, But Steve Smith uh, sort of got us off to a runner ball uh, start. And then we started losing a few, and I thought, oh, fuck me. Nordicare had a few up his sleeve. Rabada mm. had a few up his sleeve. I was, I was a little bit worried. Enter the, the Greek freak of uh, Australian proportions. <laughs> uh, big puppy, they call him. Uh, Marcus Stoinis. He's a half cricketer, half god. Um, and he came out there and belted a quick 24 of 16, got us home. Uh, we were concerned mm. because if we lost this game, I really was concerned about the rest of our tournament, yep. uh, given... Uh, we've got England and a not so far West Indies coming up. Yes, yes. Did you boys catch? Did you, this was late Saturday night. I I smashed a, a Red Bull 
Uh, I'd been down the pub and then I was like, oh, I need to watch this. Smashed the Red Bull, watched the game, was fired up and I was uh, thinking about Marcus Stornos could barely get to sleep. <laughs> 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 um, I bet your missus was enjoying that. Yeah, yeah she's, I, going, I she's going, what's wrong with you? I, said, I can't stop thinking about Stornos. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, take the tall bag, go in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come back in five, you'll be real sleepy. <laughs> Uh, I caught Five's the a bit long <laughs> <laughs> The Red Bull man The Red Bull yeah, Make you go for hours Gives you wings, Gives you wings. Um, I caught the first half of this The, the Australian uh, bowling part of it And it's Like you said Low scoring I think it's overall It's been low scoring In that, Most, uh, that area Yeah mostly so We saw that in the uh, Back end of the IPL off, too yeah. So You know It was Though they only got 118 Knowing that as well It was like Like you said Australia coming into us, oh, maybe we're, maybe we're going to struggle to get there. But, hey, we did it in the end. So we need the win. The win, I think, is probably the most important thing. Big time. Mm. Especially over um, South Africa because they're uh, – if we're thinking about – was it the first two go through? First two go and through and it's just us and England at the moment. But yeah. we'll ha- we will have a look at yeah. the standings later yeah. in the but show. It's, but it's – you've got to get a win against them to, kind of to stay with England for yep. us, essentially. Yes. So, yep. yeah, it was a good there. So, speaking of England, mm. they then take on the West Indies mm. and uh, run through them by all accounts. We made a fucking mockery of them. Uh, <laughs> we're all a little bit concerned about the West Indies, two-time champs mm-hmm. coming into this one. Their uh, firepower, at least on name value, uh, was something to kind of mm. stammer at. And mm. I don't know if it was uh, England bowling well or the West Indies just, you know, when we lose a few quick wickets and you'll send in like Smith or or someone to, to just try and recover, you know, see off a right few. The, yeah. they, the Wendy's, they just keep slot. They just yeah. keep throwing the kitchen sink at it. And uh, they were dismissed for 55. I think that's the third lowest total ever in uh, T20 World mm-hmm. Cup history. Adil Rashid, that is not a typo there, boys. Four for two. He had there, uh, absolutely been the daddy of the West Indies. Uh, England lost four, but they got the job done. Just Butler uh, had 24 not out. Don't know why I said that in an English accent. Um, <laughs> and the West Indies, I left there. Oh, they they went on to lose their next game. We'll get on to that in a sec. I, I was kind of thinking they're, they're the kind of team that will make 55 or 205. There's doesn't seem to be yeah. that middle ground, but they're in all kinds of trouble. Um, Sri Lanka played Bangladesh, uh, an entertaining game. I don't know if you guys saw any of the highlights of this. A lot of expats uh, there in the Emirates, yeah. uh, Bangladeshis. Uh, we'll get to India and Pakistan in, in a moment. Ooh, yes. uh, but it, it seemed like a game in Dakar, you know. It, we really uh, had that home uh, field advantage for the Bangladeshis. They batted first and they made a, uh, a reasonable four for 171. But the biggest mm. story out of this one was the tempers flaring between Leighton Das and Lahiro Kumara. Uh, they word said or hands thrown? Uh, word said, word, word said. said, yeah. Push and shove? No push and shove. No, no uh, Litton, very cricketer of them. Very cricketer, yeah. Not quite uh, the the swing, the Javed Meendad uh, <laughs> swinging of the bat, uh, <laughs> physical abuse, uh, but right in each other's grill. Uh, it was Kumara that had dismissed us and got right in his face and said a few choice words to him, and Dust didn't uh, really like it. There's a little bit of a back mm. and forth. Anyways, the games, uh, the game went on. Uh, Muhammad Naim and Mushfakir Rahim uh, getting the runs for the Bangladeshis. Uh, but Sri Lanka, it was pretty much a one-man show uh, after Bangladesh got off to a reasonable start. It was all Charith Asalanka, 80 not out, put the Sri Lankans on his back, and it was in his fifth T20 international, 24 years of old. That would yep. feel pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it may potentially put Sri Lanka in a 
semi-decent position there as well. Yes, yes. Based on um, what we're concerned about for Australia, but we'll get to that. Keep going. I think the big match, the one we want to talk about, is Pakistan versus India. Pakistan and India, it's El Clasico in cricket. It is, like, we talk about the Ashes and... Oh, it's, we, it's their rival. It's their it, comparison. Yeah. The Ashes is what's Australia? 26 million people? And mm-hmm. what have they got in that shitty, um, muddy, rainy island? About 55 million? Let's yeah. call it 80 million, okay? Yeah. At, it, le- at in, least double us. <laughs> India and Pakistan is a nation of 200 plus million taking on a nation of 1.2 billion people. Yep. It's yep. Uh, one of the biggest rivalries in sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pakistan had never defeated India uh, in a T20 World Cup until this. Uh, so India batted first. They made seven mm-hmm. for 151. It was Shahin Shah Afridi. Uh, apparently he's 21 years old. If he's 21, I'm fucking 16. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> bowls left arm rapid. And how about the three wickets that he got? Rohit Sharma, mm-hmm. Kale Rahul, and then uh, Virat Kohli, uh, who did make 57. It was uh, Shah that got him in his second spell. Rishabh Pant made a few. And uh, Harris Ralph, uh, not too bad with the ball there. And... Uh, 151, you thought, oh, you know, the way things have been going in the Emirates, about Decent par, sport. maybe even over par. Yeah. Uh, not uh, if Mohammed Rizwan and Baba Azam had anything to do with it. They beat him by 10 fucking wickets. Yeah. Um, they did, they did it easy. They smoked him. And uh, I was I was looking it up. Uh, India have never lost a T20 international, not at the World Cup, just a T20 yeah. international by 10 wickets ever. So absolutely stunned him. Did you boys see any? They had it on the news here. Some of the f- scenes from Karachi and Lahore. It was like they won the World Cup. There were oh. pa- parties in the streets. <laughs> a few illegal firearms uh, being discharged. Uh, massive for Pakistan. And we spoke about yeah. it last week. We we're kind of like, oh, India and New Zealand are the teams to watch out for. But we can't sleep on Pakistan. Yep. On further assessment of their of their um, the amount of games that they've played. Especially, but just between uh, Baba and Rizwan and uh, Fakhar, they they have got a wealth of T Twenty experience, and uh, they mm-hmm. are looking. They're pretty much assured of going through because uh, they did win their next game, uh, which we'll speak about in a second. Yep. Uh, but um, the first major upset of the tournament, mm-hmm. all of us had India, as did the world, uh, as being the red hot favourites for this yeah. tournament, and uh, a, a nice. Yeah, a little uh, upset to, to sort of start us off. So what did you think about the Indian uh, bowling attack? Then, yeah, it was like we used the word elite bowling attack there to not be able to pick up a single wicket. Where did, where did they go wrong? Was it just not their day or they just... It is, tr- it is strange considering we've just come off the IPL and all of these guys have got a lot of cricket under their belt. We didn't see Mohamed Rizwan or Baba Azam in the IPL. They had been playing a few games for Pakistan here and there. But Pakistan, uh, we had New Zealand pulling out of the tour. Yep. Um, of pa- uh, so they literally haven't played competitive cricket. And then they just come out and do this. It caught everyone by surprise, I think. Uh, but hats, mm. you look, hats off to Rizwan and Babazam. They are well-class uh, white ball cricketers. Um, and uh, under the coaching of Matthew Hayden as well, I think they're... Um, so, yeah, let's put it down to that. The Aussie influence, I think. We'll claim it. That's what got them there. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, a massive, massive upset. We move forward, boys. Afghanistan defeated Scotland by 130 runs. Uh, and two fellas that we've seen in the Big Bash in uh, Mujib Ur-Rahman and Rashid Khan had him absolutely on toast. 
Uh, and moving forward. Well, five, five for 20 is not bad, but four for nine is also quite good. Not so. quite an ideal Rashid, four for two. <laughs> yeah, but it's still quite good. So, for yeah. Scotland. Uh, and all, I think the other guy that took a wicket there was a spinner. So, all spinners there, uh, mm-hmm. the Afghans, uh, that's what they're definitely, their, their strength is their spin stocks. Uh, and then probably for the wrong reasons, the most talked about game of the week, yes. uh, mm-hmm. South Africa went out and beat it. Beat the West Indies. Uh, Evan Lewis continued his good form. We saw him at the back end of the IPL making 56. Anurik Nautica, one for 14 or four. He's just about unplayable in the short format. Uh, and South Africa got their runs thanks to Aidan Markram and Russi van der Dusen. The elephant in the room, boys. It happened before mm. the game. We kind of woke up to the news here yep. that Quinton de Kock had either been uh, not named or had voluntarily pulled out. Uh, he had disagreed with the team being mandated to kneel for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, he had been standing whilst the team knelt uh, in the yeah. Australian well, he, game. He wasn't the only the, one. They had a lot of... Yeah. Some, so some were standing with a hand and, up uh, in the air, some, some kneeling. kneeling. Yeah, so there, was, there wasn't a clear... Uniform Exactly. Yeah. So they'd, or, they'd already been talked about in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, cricket, South, South Africa, were like, well... We don't want to be talked in that way. Let's make a decision. And they've gone, you need to do this. And the yeah. cock's like, hey, you've, um, you know, I'm not comfortable with you forcing me to do Mandates. Yeah, yeah, well, mandates. Yeah, mandates it. So well, We've been talking a little bit about uh, other mandates uh, of the vaccine variety. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and both the absolute can of worms, aren't they? Yeah. We probably try to stay a little bit more sport what and dribble politics. side of things. Then politics <laughs> and yeah. hundreds of years of race uh, <laughs> race relations. Um, the the news coming out of today is that uh, Quinton will probably play again in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it doesn't seem like his teammates feel like he's offside. Uh, Temba Bavuma, the captain, uh, he didn't really chastise him. He's mm-hmm. kind of said he respected his decision. Um, and, uh, you know, the world's sort of spoken at length that everyone likes to have their two cents in these kind of situations. I don't know. I always kind of say when we talk about rugby league players and we say... Well, they're meatheads. We say, but they, they're not... Like, sports people shouldn't have to be role models, do you know? If I, I've kind of, uh, un, under the impression, if you want to look for role models outside of sporting arenas, uh, look, mm. look outside of the sporting arena... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, I, look I, at your sciences and your Nobel laureates. You know yeah, how many how many people can yeah. name a Nobel laureate no. of late? No, uh, well, en- that's entertainers, it. and that's what they are. Is probably the wrong form of role model. Sure, so. I think Donald Trump's a Nobel laureate. Actually, <laughs> that's a pretty good place to start. <laughs> Check that. You might have to fact check that. I know Obama Obama definitely is. Uh, See if Trump ever won a Nobel uh, (laughs) Peace Prize. I'm I'm sure sure he said he he wanted one and uh, they didn't pick him. I think he was Uh, pissed about it. That was the news story. Mm. Anyway, politics. Let's forget about that. Yeah, Nobel Nobel Prizes. We might start another podcast on Nobel Prizes. (laughs) Great listening. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, look, it's been done to death. Uh, I couldn't – look, for me – they're, they're sports people. I'd rather watch them play cricket than, yeah. than um, you know, give their two cents about uh, race or politics or any of no. the rest of it. But the, the take-home story is it seems like Dukok will be playing again in this tournament and his teammates don't seem too upset by it. Yeah, and he released a very detailed, you know, I think two and a half sort of pages worth of statement today. Yeah. The false position and, like, if you, re- if you really want to understand what his thoughts were, go read that. It's probably yep. the best – is my best example um, – the, you know, point I can give you. Mm-hmm. Go away and have a read of that and see what his thoughts are, were on the situation. 
So Trump got nominated for a peace prize, yes. but didn't yep. win it. Didn't win he it. didn't win it. So a Norwegian politician nominated him, and he didn't win it. Ah. He, and he was pretty pissed. big to get nominated. <laughs> he was pissed yeah. he didn't get one. Mm, and that's the end on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to Pakistan versus uh, New Zealand. Let's get so, back to it. So uh, before the tournament started, we had highlighted New Zealand as a second favourite coming out of this group uh, behind India. And I might take fault for this as well because I think I brought it up. But I very much think their test form, which is elite mm. at the moment, may have swayed my opinion and their bias to the T20 because I've got to remember Australia did go to New Zealand and win quite a fair few matches against New Zealand. Yeah, New we Zealand. did lose that series though, three yes. two. And uh, the thing is, it was a long time ago. They haven't played a lot of short format cricket. Neither is, Pakistan. Yeah, which uh, is kind of my, my thinking. So uh, maybe I overvalued where their T Twenty side was compared to where their Test team is. And how many of the Kiwis were in the IP? Oh, well, none of the Pakistanis were. We had yeah. Williamson, uh, who's the big, tall, quick. Um, I think we had maybe two Kiwis in the, in the IPL. Uh, so neither of these guys, uh, ha- sides, yeah, yeah ha- having having a lot of uh, short format uh, cricket mm-hmm. under their belt. New Zealand batted first. They made eight for one hundred thirty four. Lots of starts uh, with Daryl Mitchell, Devon Conway, Kane Williamson, but no big scores. Harris Ralph four for twenty two. His best in T Twenty internationals. Uh, that big man Shahin Shah Freddy was pretty good. Um, Baba got out early. Rizwan looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some really nice hitting from Asif Ali to uh, finish him off. But Pakistan, they, they got the runs in the 19th over. They are on top of Group 2. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really saw that coming. And they've mm-hmm. played New Zealand and India. So their run home uh, is Afghanistan, Namibia and Scotland. <laughs> so, <laughs> should win all of us. You wouldn't want to put it in the books, but let's put it in the books. Uh, Pakistan... Are probably going to win the group, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll be playing in a semi-final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. They've done all the heavy lifting early. It would take some kind of catastrophe uh, f- for them to, yeah, not not top mm-hmm. the group, let alone miss out. Mm-hmm. And then the next match, uh, England taking on Bangladesh for England to keep pace, of course, with Australia, who will win their game against Sri Lanka. We'll talk about that in a minute. But England do defeat Bangladesh by eight wickets. Uh, Bangladesh start off, they get nine for 124. Good bowling from Chris Wokes. He got one for 12 from his ball, which is pretty good. And Moen Ali, two for 18 for him. Uh, so overall, pretty good bowling attack. Yeah, re- a really good England. team bowling effort there from England. That's what they, they kind of, they're just a good team. At T20 level, they don't really have superstar guys. Or no. The guy that got a lot of runs, Jason Roy, would be pretty close to a T20 superstar. Uh, but, yeah, they just seem like one of the more well-rounded teams in this lineup. Uh, we won't spend too long on this one, but Namibia, uh, they defeated Scotland by four wickets. I had had a look. It is their, it's actually their first time ever uh, at the T20 World Cup, and it's their uh, first win in a uh, Super 10 or Super 12 uh, format. So shout out to the Namibians. Random question for you. How pissed do you think the Scotland team are getting uh, between matches? Like they're, they're essentially it's a boys trip at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably probably the wrong country for it, but... The hotels, mate. The, the, hotels. Hotels. <laughs> yeah, the hotels is uh, you can do what you want. I don't know if you'd want to really test the boundaries in the streets, <laughs> cruising around at 4am in Sharjah. Look at you got some iron brew, lad. You got some iron brew. I got to play Afghanistan in fucking six hours. 
Is it Iron Brew a soft drink as well? I, no, they mix it though. Oh, I'm pretty gotcha. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I am blue. I am blue. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's definitely a boys' trip from now on. If you lose in Namibia, yeah. yes. fuck me, lad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we better talk about Australia taking on Sri Lanka. Uh, mm. Australia defeats Sri Lanka by seven wickets. Uh, Monks, do you have some uh, the scorecard just, there? Just bring up that scorecard. Yeah. Uh, yep. I wanted to ask you about the alternate kit. We have, or we're rocking two kits. So we've got the the retro one, the one that we had for the World Cup the, yep. in 2019. Yep. Uh, which, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quite like this this retro. Uh, sorry, the, the non-retro one. Uh, which the, is what, the, more dark the colours. Da- yeah, darker yeah, colours. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it looks a bit less gimmicky um, for my uh, own personal preference. Does this have the Indigenous design on it as well? I think, yeah, there might be a little or is bit. That, a, that looks like a Southern Cross there on the side though, on Warner on his, yeah. on his ribs there. Oh, I could be wrong. Either, either I way, think there is a bit of indigenous. Yeah, see, yeah. see in the like the in the back there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Looks good though. Yeah, yeah it's not too very short. Not enough green and gold. <laughs> so it's, what is it? It's kind of nearly black. Well, it's like it's like a lime green that then fades into a yellow. I'd say with a black on top. Mm. Yeah. So that's made nitpicking. I think chuck that in with the uh, Nobel Prize chat. Uh, <laughs> anyway, our uh, understanding of uh, can you bring up the Australian scorecard? And, there, uh, different uh, iterations of uh, colours. Yeah, it's green and, and gold, but it's not fucking green and gold, is it? Uh, um, what? We won this game, so that mm-hmm. was very, very uh, uh, good for morale. We're, we're a two and zip, and uh, we're looking. Look, I don't want to put a mocker on us, but we're looking pretty good to make this. Well, uh, well winning the games, we need finals. to win. Uh, Sri Lanka batted first, made 154. Kusal Pereira, 35. Charith Asalanka, 35 as well. Adam Zampa, man of the match performance, two for 12. And uh, we kind of cruised to the win here. And David Warner, he silenced the critics. Uh, before the game, I think he said, uh, I think the press were asking him uh, about his lack of form or lack of perceived form. And he said, mate, I'm not out of form. I, I just, just haven't been able to play because I wouldn't pick me. I haven't been picked for Hyderabad. <laughs> and... Lo and behold, he's out there looking like old David Warner. Uh, he did get mm. dropped uh, on 18, absolute sitter by the keeper. So we've had some fucking Ooh, yes. howlers from the Sri Lankans with the worst ball ever bowled in cricket <laughs> history and uh, and one of the worst keeping uh, drops ever. Uh, Aaron Finch looked good. So my concern uh, is Maxwell there. He hasn't fired in this in the, uh, the last the, two. Come, yeah. Though coming off his form in IPL. That's I, what, I, that's what was, I think. Yeah, I yeah. thought he'd carry it a bit more and maybe... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not concerned. From what we saw, if he was coming off no runs in the IPL, and, and then we saw these two failures, I'd be like, "Oh fuck, Maxwell mm. shouldn't be batting three. Yeah. Like, I'm not concerned. Two failures in games that we won. Um, yeah, he'll yeah. get, get a solid pass at this point. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny because a week ago we were saying outside of Maxwell, we've got no four. You know, so that's cricket. You know, yeah. that's cricket. Well, well, I think Marsh was the only one, other one with form, and and uh, didn't, bat. He didn't bat in this one. Not required in so, this one. Yeah. So. Well, looking okay. Yeah, even with that, like you're looking at Warner and Finch, um, the scores they've got, Maxwell's just like, all right, I'll just hit it around, see what happens. Is yeah, didn't really as Maxwell to, does. Yeah, <laughs> didn't no, have to I'm, worry about staying in there and yeah. trying to get some. Throw runs. the bat at it, see what happens. Yeah, not too concerned over here. No. Marcus Stoinis, sixteen off seven, not out. Fuck, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Any, anything else you want to bring up on the tables before we move on? Uh, well, so we've got England and ourselves um, well, actually that's in Group 1. The, tight, the, tight. Big, the big match, India-New Zealand coming up. India-New Zealand, that mm. will be Sunday night. That is essentially for second place. 
Yep. So assuming, uh, you know, on that soft side of the draw, mm-hmm. the pussy side of the draw, the weak side of the draw. They all win. Um, look, they, that, that's for that second final spot, you'd imagine. Yep. Like, yeah. Can Afghanistan steal a game off off New Zealand or India? I was considering this because they have kind of positioned themselves in a good spot there as well. That, it's yeah, only one game. You watch, sneak one, mate. You, you see, Rashid, that could be very interesting. Rashid Khan on a deck when you know it's it's going left, yeah. right. Good night. And flogging Scotland has very much helped their yeah. run rate They're as well. Pissed on fucking <laughs> iron, <blue. laughs> mixed of course. Um, yeah, could Afghanistan steal a game? Perhaps I don't think so. I, I think that is literally like a quarterfinal Sunday night, India and New Zealand. Yep. Uh, ta-ta to the loser. So uh, just to remind us, what happens to the rest of the tournament? The top two go through. Top two go through. So is that one plays two from the other side? Is that how? Yeah, it works I out? imagine. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one versus two. I haven't actually looked so far as the semi-finals. I've been just looking at our schedule and and kind of going, oh, geez, we're a real solid chance. Mm. Mind you, I'm assuming that we beat. Bangladesh and the West Indies, who have both uh, gotten off to 0 and 2 starts. Uh, and who did we just lose series to? Oh, that's right, Bangladesh and the West Indies. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. perhaps shouldn't get too ahead of myself uh, or ourselves as Australian supporters, but definitely mm. started off in the right way. And uh, it does show, like, you know, we were making excuses perhaps when we when we saw those uh you know, lacklustre performances from the Australian cricket team uh, touring Bangladesh and the West Indies. But it, it, it does make a big difference when you've got guys like Warner and Finch and Maxwell playing. Yeah, well, we talked yeah. about our big names that have, weren't involved in that tournament. They're around. We'll see if, how much of a difference that makes. We'll see what happens. Uh, and as James was just looking up there, so the two semifinals leads into a final, of course. I assume one play two and um, from one play from Division One and to plays Division Two's two. Yeah, that was poorly explained. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Group A, Group B, one verse two, two verse one. Boom, yes. boom. Yeah, yes. I want to <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the IPL. So, yeah, the final kind of well, the final cricket news for the T20 world. Uh, the IPL and its growth. Mm. Um, they were looking to add another two teams for next season, so they go from eight to ten. Um, of course, trying to capitalise on their big international growth. They're going across, yeah, the huge mm. money. Mm. Uh, but it's, it sounds like they've ejected over $2 billion uh, from one, I think, is a US venture and the other one is an Indian tycoon uh, to add these two new teams. So I think one of them was a, like, a, I think the US ver, um, venture was like a one point something. And then the other difference was made up by the, the other tycoon. These, uh, are in, uh, these are in Aussie dollars, aren't uh, they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hard to say. Could be USD. But I anyway. Th- I think that 2.1 is Aussie dollars. And in USDs, it was about 1.5, yeah. for, which is fucking yeah. crazy yeah, but money. But we're, we're still crazy talking money. billions of dollars. And oh, I think yeah. it's kind of just showing how the IPL is very much going on to the international stage mm. of the sport, of, of as a sport. Because you talk about the the billion dollar clubs, you think about the Premier League, you think about the NFL and the American sports like those, mm-hmm. you know, what those those clubs that are worth billions of dollars, uh, you know, for the IPL to start, you know, moving into that echelon or that tier, yeah, that, it's very impressive. That's the way they're going, and we're, considering and we're, it's eleven years old next season. 14, it's fourteen, fourteen. I'm pretty sure, 14, yeah, but it, it, yeah. still, it's. 
It's in it, the teens. That's right. Compared to, what did I mention before, two leagues that are over 100 years old. So. Uh, yeah, the English Premier League is, is over 100. <laughs> yeah. And the NFL... Uh, they well, did the 100 years two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah like it's... Pretty wild. Yeah, it is wild. Pretty wild. So just shows the growth in the sport, in the location. T20 you know, cricket, the, mate. You've kind of... It's like Manchester United, Dallas Cowboys... Uh, Delhi Capitals, Hobart Hurricanes. Like, that's kind of uh, the, the upper echelon of elite sporting cl- uh, clubs, isn't it? So it was Lucknow and Hyderabad that uh, mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. awarded uh, the two new spots. Hyderabad obviously have that new stadium, uh, bigger than the MCG. Uh, so that will be interesting to see a full house there uh, coming up. And Lucknow, I had a little look. Uh, it's... Probably a little surprising uh, for, mm. for them to be awarded it. It is a city in Uttar Pradesh, yeah. which is the most populated state in I was going to ask, what's India? their population? <laughs> Uttar Pradesh is about 200 million people. Yeah. That, so, I think they could support one T20 team. So <laughs> maybe if they get a little bit of uh, commuting in or, or whatnot uh, into luck now, yeah. uh, that would be... Uh, interesting. Did I say Hyderabad? Yes, I'm, you did. I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. <laughs> Hyderabad, obviously, uh, have its team. Sunrises. <laughs> I was just like, well, well, they may double up. But, uh, no. They have the Sunrises. So Cross City. My mistake. My, no. my apologies. I'm mad about it. All good. Yeah, but no, very cool to see. The league grows. Yeah. Ten teams. Wonder more matches. They played 60 matches in the season. You'd think, across you know, it, you think they still play each other twice. The money's too good. They yeah. did have 10 mm. teams a few years ago and it didn't work out, so they canned them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens this time around. Well, I've, it sounds like they've got way more significant backing. Backing. Lots of big cash mm. going around, so uh, maybe they'll stay around. And I think we mentioned it last week, their um, auction is December Middle of December. Yeah, it's coming up. And it seems like it's going to be a real reboot. I think each team can only retain four of their players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, well, I think a lot of – take the Australians, for example. I think a lot of the Australians potentially on the move from where they were uh, last season. Indeed. Uh, Bangladesh and the West Indies about to kick off. We'll keep an eye on that as the podcast goes on. The master Mm -hmm. blast of the universe, boss Chris Gale. Don't blush, baby. He is opening the batting. um, And we'll see what happens with with Evan Lewis, who is in very good form. So a final question in the IPL and comes from... uh Big fan of the ASCII, uh, Rick and Patel. Mm, um, shout out to Rick and thank you for always listening and, yeah, and, yeah. and giving your comments. It's, oh, we, we appreciate we, it. And we do appreciate the questions because yeah. this is a very interesting one. Um, the IPL combining regular season and playoff stats together, which doesn't help out, of course, the teams that are going to make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> but, the, you know, for, for the overall standings, uh, for like best bats, best bowler, etc., uh, for the tournament includes their playoff stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. We were trying to have a think about what sports do this. Uh, nearly every sport I could think of has a separation. Like you have your regular season stats and then you have your playoff stats. So the NFL, um, the NFL is an NFL classic for us because yep. you definitely have guys in the Hall of Fame that have crazy playoff records and then they have pretty good, of mm-hmm. course, regular season records. But it shows when the games mattered, uh, they took another step up mm-hmm. to show that they were mm-hmm. premier players. Um, combining that makes it hard to, of course, work it out. Yep. Um, you'd have to do the more legwork yourself. But I think for a season, like, it, would you would you want to, using the NFL as an example, wait, wait until after the Super Bowl to create your MVP based on what those guys did and did in, in the, the playoffs? To me, it just seems odd. That's my opinion. 
Every sport does it differently. Uh, apologies, Rickon, if you're not familiar with our sports here down under. <laughs> so the AFL and the NRL, our premier uh, codes down here. Uh, so they, if uh, if you play finals, that goes uh, into your your stats. Mm-hmm. However, for the voting for the best player, the MVP, the Brownlow Medal, uh, and the uh, Dallium Medal. Uh, will only be taken off regular season to make it fair for those people that didn't make the the finals, the yep. playoffs, if you will. Mm. It's it is hard because we saw Kale Rahul uh, being the leading run scorer uh, with his Punjab Kings until the playoffs came around and then got mm. usurped. I think he fell to third. Uh, it's it's interesting how each team does it differently. I don't mind combining it. I think if you're doing an MVP, yeah, maybe. You know, like a Brownlow kind of uh, well, you, system. You have your season MVP I mean, and you play off MVP. Like that, that's right. But I also don't like having different categories when you like. Also true. Say in the NFL, you know, when you've got, you know, these are their regular season stats, but then the, here's all the pl- stuff that they did in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, a la Tom Brady, for example, where we're going to talk a lot about NFL. I'm going to make you work hard. Mm. Can you find an MVP that their team didn't make the playoffs? That's a great, that, that is a great question. So I, I can't think of I one. I can't think of one. No, no, no I can't think of one. And you know, I think that's kind of the reason. Like, if you're, I guess, um, jumping, st- making some more leaps here, that if you're, if you're going to be the MVP of a season, your team's probably playing playoffs because you've, you know, had that elite season. You, especially in team sports, your team supported you yes. to get to that point um, to be elite. It's very rare that you have a guy that becomes MVP and then that team doesn't play playoffs unless he's had some utterly ridiculous season in the process. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I can't think of one. And the same goes for the NBA. I can't really think of uh, Mm. an NBA MVP whose team doesn't make the playoffs. You don't really see it in any kind of level. But it's an interesting thing. It's something that cricket always does. uh, Playoff games uh, in in World Cups, um, you know, they're still... Uh, go down as an ODI or a T Twenty International, yeah. uh, regardless of the the stage of the form, uh, the stage of the tournament. So, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It rewards the teams that go far. So, yeah, for me, play on IPL. Yeah, well, you don't like it, there. No, I, I don't. I don't mind it too much. I'm just wondering if the if I could make a suggestion to improve it. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, try, well, I'm trying <laughs> who, who to think. Listens, of it. Who listens? Who listens? Maybe a completely different story. But you <laughs> oh, may yes. made this. No, well, I'm, this try, I'm trying to think what would be my suggestion be if I was trying to improve that situation. So someone like uh, Rahul that missed out uh, would be rewarded for his uh, regular season play in that regards. And I kind of. Yeah. What do you get? An uh, orange cap. That's what you fucking get. An orange cap. Well yeah, done. He, he, had, run it. Scorer. he had it. He had it. He had it. Cap worth, it off him. Here's a cap worth $28. US dollars. Yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything now off the top of my head of how I'd improve that situation. I, I, li- I like the stats going, you know, to be real stats, but you decide on the MVP, the best, the best player, uh, whatever name you want to give it, uh, you decide on that at the End of the ta- of the uh, league and not include the playoffs. Yes, yeah, because I, I I would think uh, the say uh, man of the match for whatever the the final mm. is is another award in itself. Sure. So he, that's kind of I think for me that's a combination of the, your playoff series is mm. you want to be 
the MVP, the man of the match for whatever that last match is, because you hopefully have also helped your team win that match and then win the win the tournament. Mm. Um, that's kind of I, th- I guess the difference that um, I would like I like to see between the two, the regular and the playoff season. Sure. Alas, IPL, I'm sure you're listening to this <laughs> big, big podcast from down under. Yeah. Um, I think I might have, have stats for you. You have an answer? Go for it. Johnny Unitas in 1967 and OJ the Juice Simpson. The Juice! In 1973. Yeah. The so, curse of the Juice! Yeah. Yep. So 1967, um, Unitas and the Baltimore Colts came second in the NFL Coastal. Western Conference. Conference. We're going back to coastal <laughs> conferences here in the NFL. This is this is going back a bit, boys. That's oh, it. Um, yeah, they didn't obviously didn't make the playoffs there, and then the Juice in '73 for Buffalo. I think outside of the Juice, Buffalo stunk, so mm. he got like 40 touches a game. Was he at That's Buffalo it? that year? Uh, great question. Should probably confirm that. Yes, he was. There you go, Buffalo. The curse of the Juice. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's let's finish up on. Cricket, domestic cricket. Before we actually talk about NFL, mm. um, what what's happening on the local the Shield games? I think there's been three. Yeah, we've got all three states going at it at the moment. Uh, South Australia, West Australia, uh, out there in the West. South Australia had a pretty dismal first innings uh, with Joy Richardson and Lance Morris getting three each. Mm. WA made two ninety nine in response. Hilton Cartwright and Cam Green amongst the runs, and then South Australia actually coming out with a very strong second innings. With Henry Hunt unbeaten at, uh, at um, he made a hundred odd. Uh, Mark, can you just pull up that one if you wouldn't mind? Because uh, that would have finished later this evening than the, than the other two games. Victoria and New South Wales. Uh, Victoria dismissed for one hundred ninety nine. Nick Maddinson made half their runs. The big one out of this one was Sean Abbott. He made uh, he took six for thirty eight. I should say. And New South Wales only managed one hundred and fifty one uh, with Scott Boland doing the most of the damage there. A little concerning. I suppose with those two big states going at it and not many runs made. But uh, a lot of runs in the Queensland-Tasmania game. Queensland made 487 and we had three tonnes from three... I'd say I can't paint them all with the same brush, can I? One test lock... Yeah, in, one Stefan in, the other in Labuschagne. The other team, been in the wilderness a little one bit One test wilderness player in Matt Renshaw had 120 oh. unbeaten. I think Aussie's in there. Aussie Kawaja, 119. So he has back-to-back hundreds. He's knocking down the door, especially if Pukowski's not ready to go. But he's been in the wilderness for a fair bit as well. So. And there's a lot to do with they, there might be some kind of personality thing. There might be some kind of clashing of heads between Uzi and uh, the higher-ups at Cricket Australia. Ooh, I think but there's some politics involved. On, on form, he would be really putting his head up, mm. uh, hand up, I should say. If he goes out in this next Queensland game and makes a ton and he's got three tons in a row... The selectors can't leave him out of the squad. You wouldn't think. Well, that was going to be my question to you yeah. of of what you've seen so far on the shield. Who's coming in? Who's in your eleven? Well, I don't want your whole eleven. Who do you think's coming into the eleven? Who do you think's going out? I think there's only a few spots up, up for grabs in in the Australian team. So from from the shield so far, yeah. Usman Kawaja has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I think Cam Green 
is in is in this side. He he may. He, I think he, you're, you're thinking more long term with Cam Green. He's still making runs. He's no, been but great. I think at the Gabba he'll be in this side. I, oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm saying like you want him in your side because you're thinking about long term. Yes. Even though he's maybe not scoring all the hundreds like the others are, he's still scoring he's good 60, runs. 61. Yeah, he's still making yeah. good runs, but he's also young and you want him there for the next decade. So for yeah, sure, you build you're building around him. Market, there's a lot of. Talk about Marcus Harris perhaps getting this opening gig. He hasn't made a ton of runs just yet. Did, uh, we, did we've he make a spo- hundred? Not in this one. Has he this se- season? I um, sh- thought I saw something say that Marcus Harris had made a hundred recently. I can bring that up. Um, I yeah, for mine, Kawaja and Sean Marsh is is still always floating around, plodding along very very <laughs> he, well. He hates a shield game. Uh yeah, Harris did make 100. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. So in, the, uh, in the second innings again, of no, this one. Another one mm. making 100. So They're all putting their fucking hand up, aren't they? Yes, which is good. I think it's That's what pro- you want. That's what you want. We spoke about Travis Head going ballistic last yep, week. Yep. Again, another young guy you probably want to get around. A guy that isn't so young that's been in and out, maybe Matthew Wade, who's not currently playing long-form cricket. He's too in the T20 at the moment. Will be a bit of a rough well, out there. Well, what are they going to do? Because Wade was played in our last test match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Payne is obviously going to be... The keeper. The keeper. And captain. Batting, batting seven. Maybe so, his last series, but hopefully not. So does Wade get So does Wade get a shout or is that... He, uh, to be honest, you know, there's a lot of hate around Matthew Wade. As a white ball player, I quite like him. I just do think in, the, in test cricket... I feel like our top six probably doesn't warrant his, yeah, well, his inclusion. Where's he bad? Six? six. Five? It'd have to be six. Well, yeah, it'd have to be six. Yeah, it's right. Well, four. You could have Cam Grant at six, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know about Matthew Wade for the Ashes this year. Yeah. Apparently a really good, like a very popular guy amongst, oh, the, amongst th- the boys. I bet they you he's all, an elite teammate. They, they all get around him. Um, but yeah, hard, yeah, hard to tell with no shield. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you've got him. Harris, Renshaw, Kwaja, like I don't, I don't think Renshaw will be in the conversation despite making these runs yeah. here. Uh, but definitely Kwaja, definitely Harris, and perhaps Sean Marsh putting up their hand uh, to, well, for I, that top order spot. I think, I think if if you're a cricket star, you probably want Harris to do well as a potential opener with Warner. If Will is uh, unable to go in the Ashes, mm. of course you got uh, Smith and Labuschagne would be your three and, three four. and four. So then your your five is your if we say Cam Green's your six five uh, head. I think yeah. Do you keep is is it going to be head there or is one of these guys that we're just talking about going to uh, push him ways in like Usman? <laughs> but do maybe. you bat Usman at five? Like that's not where he's used to batting. Uh, I, I suppose you True. just pick your best five or six mm. sticks. Yeah. Regardless, but uh, yeah, for for mine, there's probably only I think I think Cam Green plays. Like I said, I uh, at the Gabba, the first game of the Ashes, I think there's two spots up for grabs. I think one of them, Travis Head, has his eyes on that that fifth spot, and I think that other opening spot will be a dogfight between Harris, Kawaja, and an outside chance of Sean Marsh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, th- I think they want Will if Will is healthy and he can get some runs. Maybe if not even if he if he can. Ashes is in six weeks. He's yeah. Like well, I think I, I want you know. So what did we say? I think wish it was, him all the best. Was it last week? He said he wanted to come back within a month, so he's maybe three weeks away. So he might get a shield game or two in before the Ashes kicks off. Um, 
Needs a good score, I'd say, by yeah. all accounts. In, Needs in to that, fire, yeah. yeah, I love I love Will Pukowski. It's a it's a tragic story, uh, given the amount of talent. But he's still sure. young. He's twenty three. Yep. There's no need. There's no need to rush him into an Ashes side with True no cricket yeah. behind him. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, obviously. Well, you, last thing you want to do is do that and then him have another injury or something. Ex- exactly, and uh, you know, you don't want him out for another. Well, the things that he's. You know, struggled with in concussion and mental oh, yeah. health. They're, they're not things that you want to take lightly either. No, not not. It's, it's not coming back from, you know, a, a, a knee or you know something that's 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 yeah. that where there's a rehab protocol and it's it's, and, and it's one of those funny things. And especially mm-hmm. going into a grueling Ashes series, which is in Australia with bouncy pitches, with the ang- English that of course are going to want to get after our batsmen, like. Um, if you want to take big risks for for the head knocks, uh, that's that's probably the worst situation you put yourself into. But and and there has been question marks around his technique. Yeah. You know, it does he need to work on ducking and, and getting under these balls? Why is he getting struck so so often? Yeah, uh, yeah mm. obviously wishing him all the best going forward. Want to see him play a lot of Test cricket. I just don't know if if rushing him into this side with no cricket under his belt is the best thing for him or for Australia. Uh, we, I, I know I'm not going to put that mockery on us. I was going to say he, he could potentially be the savior that comes in in the third test. And it's like, if that's the case, we've lost the first two, and I don't want that to happen. So let's disregard that uh, that, that comment. I was thinking we of. are living in some <laughs> kind of hell, uh, some 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 kind of dystopian future where we're down two zip, yeah. uh, and Will Pukowski's got to come and save us. Uh, COVID th- fucking three is 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 a is around. <laughs> Uh, Trump, anyway. Trump's back. Uh, it's it's all happening. <laughs> He's won the Nobel Prize. Let's finish the Ashes yeah. chat up. Uh, ben Stokes was the other news. Mm. Um, mm. I think it basically came from a tweet that just said along the lines of "I'm coming." Yep. So yeah. Uh, hey, he's in the squad. That's a huge in for them. Massive. Massive for them. Every so, Australian fan has PTSD yeah. from Headingley in 2019. S- second best English cricketer. Yeah. Yeah, but at the moment behind Joe Root, and before his time off, you arguably the best cr- cricketer in England, mm-hmm. uh, definitely one of the classiest um, all-rounders in in world cricket. Coming off a finger and, and a little mental health break, massive boost for the English. Does it change uh, the the scope of the series? No, I, I don't think. I think it makes I, it more competitive. Let's go with that. It's going to be more competitive. Well, it doesn't hurt their chances, no, does it? No, not at all. Does it swing it from us being red hot favourites to you know swinging into England's favour on the back of Ben Stokes? No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, and the, you know, there's the old you know adage: you you want to beat the best team, right? Yada yada. I uh, I don't think Fuck England. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about this. We just want to bury them. We do. We do. We're horny for for the Ashes and oh, uh, and very horny for. And Australia win for zip with, uh, yep. with Sydney rained out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, to what's the score on that game? That's the finishes out. Slow start. Uh, so the West Indies are one for twelve after three overs. Uh, the everybody knows their uh, champion champion <laughs> side from five years ago. Uh, looking very ordinary here. Um, from, if, from from the brief kind of things I've seen here, uh, Chris Gale maybe refusing to run a little bit, sending his partner back to the other end. <laughs> if, if it's uh, for s- stuff that probably will be fair singles, um, Chris Gale's uh, maybe not so much. I don't run singles, baby. <laughs> I thought he wanted to get on strike, though. Oh, you never know. 
Yeah. Chris Gale currently four from nine deliveries. Uh, doesn't quite look like a Tom Brady mid forties athlete, um, <laughs> does he? Was it the former universe boss? Was that Lewis who was the first one out? Yeah, Lewis who just got it. That's a massive blow for them because his form has been unreal. Uh, yeah, the West Indies are not the top, the team that we had expected coming into this tournament, are they? Not currently. Mm. We've got a lot of work to do. Well, she's it might be done. It might be stick a fork in them time. Yeah. Okay, cricket done. <laughs> cricket to the NFL. <laughs> yes, a- NFL hour. We've got to kick it off. Um, I think we're kind of oh, okay. We're going to kick off with Washington. We're going to talk about the cultural, uh, re- well, the review of yeah, it was a cultural review, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Is that what they called it? The review of the culture of the Washington football team. Yep. Of course, it was um, the first in-person league meeting of all the owners this week. So all the big wigs uh, got together. Um, so Roger Goodell was very much asked why they're not releasing it. So they came out during the early week. They're not going to release any any further detail. I think Congress has got involved and said. Uh, we want you to release this. Uh, the lawyers are representing a lot of the staff and employees are involved in this review, also saying this is not what we signed up to, mm. uh, what was agreed. Uh, we, there was going to be more stuff released. Uh, Mark Davis, of course, forcing the firing his head coach at the, at, the, um, at the meeting, very much said, you know, watch, they should release it, they should get Make it fair. I think that's his big um, FU back to the league. You know, hey, you, you forced me in a position. Yeah. Everyone, everyone else is kind of going to have to deal with this situation as well. Um, well, what's in the review that Well, that's that the and, Goodell wants and, to hide? And, and why aren't they being released? Like yeah. in, this, yeah. in this age where everything should be known to the public and mm. there doesn't seem to be any way to sweep right. any dodgy stuff under... Well, the proverbial I, I couch. Think, I think that's the concern for both Congress and, of course, Goodell, that Gruden was the tip of the iceberg. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you know anything about icebergs, that motherfucker's big under that's, the water. Yeah, I've seen that picture. <laughs> I've seen that picture so, where there's a little little knob of the icebergs yeah. sticking out there looking for Titanics and then there's about 90% of it that's just it. What's sitting. What's that, like year seven signs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And I've so, seen it around as like a motivational yeah. kind of thing, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. Yeah. So Goodell was very much asked whether he thought Snyder had been uh, reprimanded enough for his involvement in this and he said, yes, I think so. Uh, but had also, to, he had to rename his football team, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Rename his football team. Uh, Which he did say two years ago he'd do over his dead body. Yes. And he so, ain't dead. No. Um, so uh, I think a lot changing there. Uh, of course, Goodell's the, the messenger boy here. He, mm. You know who pays his checks. Um, and you know we, we know the difference between millionaires and billionaires, <laughs> as we alluded to in this week. There's there's different levels of protection there. That's right. Uh, so Jeffrey Epstein says hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Epstein went down. Clinton's still running around, isn't he? Yeah, very much so. I thought she was 18, Hillary. <laughs> Come on now, Hillary. This is my friend Jeff. Just flying out. No, we weren't going political. Just going down to Fuck Island, Hillary. But I, I think you've got it. There. What's the cover up? Why are they burying? That's this? what it seems like. Uh, Gruden has been sacrificed yeah. to the gods. We, we alluded to it last week, and it's. Coming to pass, it was like, yeah, it looks like there's something big brewing there. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me if behind doors they're already talking about selling that team. That's why um, Snyder last year was buying back the stakes in that in the team when this first st- stuff was kicking off before they then kicked off the review. The NFL mm. wanted their review done. Uh, so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if 
Um, they're trying, well, trying to do Snyder a solid here, burying him so he can sell his team in a year's time and then disappear, mm. never be heard from again. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I think everyone's just like, he's a fuckwit. Make everyone know that he's that, a fuckwit. That's <laughs> what it seems like. <laughs> like the public um, perception of him is not uh, of a high standard of morale. Uh, well, so, well, some of the things that have been leaked is like, uh, you're forced to wear high heels at work. You couldn't look him in the eyes. You had to refer to him as Mr. Snyder. Mm. And like that's 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 the PG shit or the G mm. shit. Like what's mm. what's the stuff mm. where they've actually gone a bit far? What's in those fucking emails? I'm interested, yeah, boys. Yeah. Six hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> emails. I so, am yeah. interested in these emails. Yeah. yeah. You, you've changed your tune. You know, any emails you're in with Hillary Hillary Clinton's, you've just mentioned that, but you're now more interested because in the he's, he's the Clinton. He's the Clinton. Epstein, <laughs> Epstein and Gruden, they're <laughs> they're on the same level. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't really care that much. I don't really care. I want to know what's going on at the top level. The top level, boys. Billionaires, they play different. Let's put they it that They so. don't go down easy, do they? No, not at all. Not they at look all. like one of those 16-year-old Tongan kids playing... playing <laughs> under eights. <laughs> under eights. They just don't go down easy. It's a different set of rules. <laughs> Oh, very much so. Um, yeah. All we can hope for is a positive impact from this story somehow. We exactly. like we like to see the change um, well, you know, in the culture and the sports. So. A, a lot of sports, especially male sports yep. and big time ownership of sports, very much boys club. So yep. Old, yep. old school, old world. Definitely old school. And, mm. you know, you've only just seen this year the first, uh, there's a couple now women in coaching as you know, the universal boss have gone. Mm. Women in coaching coming through like it's, you know, there's only that change is only starting to kick off now. Like we said before, we're 102 years in the deep in the league. So uh-huh. there's big change from the boys club to, um, you know, what is it? 2021. So. Any other new stories or comments? Uh, did you guys say that Marine? We had to look it up. I um, <laughs> thought, thought it was a sports story. Yeah, yeah. it's just got into an Epstein kind of rant, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, some marine, uh, ex-marine, I should say, uh, yes. was this in Arizona? I yes, think. I think that was uh, some armed uh, armed robber went into uh, the Quickie Mart or some kind of uh, iteration of that. The convenience store, yes. And uh, sometimes it's hard to it's hard to split my mind between Simpsons <laughs> and reality. No, 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 it's fine. Back to Trump. <laughs> uh, and this guy had a, had a a pistol in his yeah. hand, and this fella's there, bearded bloke, just pretty much snatched it out of his hand. Absolute hero. They interviewed him on the news. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long and interview, like long four interview, minutes, four, four and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably about the length of this podcast. <laughs> should you know what we should really be uh, talking oh, well, for? If you if you cut out all the dribble and focus on the sport, yes, it'd be about yeah, four about minutes. four and a half minutes. Yeah, yes. uh, of mispronounced names and <laughs> and and dribble, uh, but yeah, essentially they. Uh, they interviewed him and he signed off with, uh, and just rem- remember, Epstein didn't kill himself. And the, the anchors just looked at each other bewildered. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> done. Check that one out. Yeah. We couldn't yeah. find that on Google, did we? We had to go for DuckDuckGo. So Google perhaps covering up as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. For the Clintons and Schneider, Dan Schneider. One and the same. Boys, let's talk about NFL hour. some NFL. And we better cover some Thursday night games. football. Let's uh, go! It is Friday for us, so Thursday night football has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have the Cardinals taking on the Packers today. The Packers win and... Hand on your heart, your tips. Cause oh, pick, pick cards, of course. Um, cards. I, I think I said that a couple of... Well, maybe not last week. But anyway, cards. Uh, Mine was the Packers. Yeah, of course, yours was the Packers. <laughs> of course. <laughs> 
Despite Devontae Adams being on the COVID list, Alan Lazard also on the COVID list. Yep. Marquez Valdez Scanling still injured. injured, so they were without yeah. their best three receivers. However, JJ Watt, sad news uh, Huge surrounding out. him. Uh, he played out last week despite suffering a torn labrum, a torn bicep. And a torn rotator cuff, as well as a dislocated shoulder. Uh, that's that, all kinds of fucked up. Like, that's, that that's requires the... surgery and most likely season ending. Uh, quite a sad uh, result for one of the genuine good guys in the NFL and an absolute beast of a player. Let's be honest. And it showed. It showed it made today. A huge difference. In their game. defense uh, didn't look the same without JJ. What the pack were able to run the ball. I think down they averaged over five yards a carry. Yeah, and AJ Dillon, fuck. He's coming along, the well, old quadzilla. Yeah, well, I think they realised it's like, hey, we can just pound him straight down the middle. Pound, they just, they the don't rock. have the size anymore to the rock to to prevent that. So Randall mm. Randall Cobb's our our most noted receiver out there, uh, playing mm. with a bunch of kids, really yep. uh, out wide. But it didn't matter too much. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just controlling the game. Uh, the last few minutes, however, was well. Can absolutely I just absolutely absurd? Say the, the cards, I think, stunk. Um, through the first three quarters of this game as well. Yes, they, yeah. they, I think uh, and we've got to talk about D-Hop as well, um, struggling with his hamstring, how important he is to that offense. Because mm. every time – because they, mm. they were babying him essentially. But every time he got on that field, they moved the football. So you can see the difference he made to the, the Packers' defensive schemes when he's on the field. Even he, with the bung hamstring. Even with the bum hamstring. So. so Hopkins led receiving. He, he only caught two balls, but it was 66 yards. So he had that one long one, which was essentially, it was a touchdown, uh, but it got called back for an offensive face Face mask, mask. something you don't see all the time. For me, as a one-eyed cheese head, it did look like he did. He 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 grabbed the face mask. He grabbed it. But Possibly I think, unlucky to, for it to go back. Yeah, I think in the context, it wasn't like he gained that much of revenge. The dude was behind him and he'd already stiff-armed him and then he just got his hand in the rules face. Rules is rules. I know it's rules. rules. But it's, <laughs> I think it's a different situation if the guy's in front of him, he grabs yeah. a face You're mask. You're just dirty because you missed out on about nine fantasy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> big time. Big time. <laughs> considering he, We're considering, playing each other this week yeah, as well. Yeah. Considering and he played like 12... more salt into the wound. Yeah. Yeah. He played 12 snaps, I think, in this whole, whole game as well. Yeah. He, he, he barely... Um, played more than a quarter of the snaps for the cards. Um, but when he did get on the field, they you could see the difference in where the offense had played. And uh, I think Murray kind of really struggled. They struggled to run the ball, kind of really set themselves yep. um, without that kind of game plan. And, yeah, they really struggled for through the first three quarters. Uh, but then managed mm. to put it together in the fourth quarter. Um, well, in and, of course, in the last two minutes. Yeah, well, in the last two minutes as well. Yeah, getting a, those couple of those rushing touchdowns to uh, – Put them within shooting distance. And got, the, it, got it down to the three-yard line, I believe. Close? Uh, yeah. With it about was, I think 10, even less than that. Yeah, 10 seconds uh, to it go. Got, it got to the – no. So, so know, let's sorry. let's go back to the Green Bay, oh. the Green Bay drive. Yeah, go back. So, so Green Bay were, were driving. The score was 24-21. Yep. A touchdown essentially ends the game. Aaron Jones, it's called a touchdown on the field. It goes back. Bum down, yep. Bum down. Uh, and then they had three chances to bump it in from the one uh, – they missed on second down, missed on third down, and then a big fourth down decision not to kick the field goal and to go for it. Mm. And Aaron Rodgers uh, rolled out right, and the pass got batted down. Did that? Was it three passes or was it run pass pass? It was run, run. I feel like it was three runs and then a pass on fourth down. Mm. Okay. No, me, no, I, I thought I thought they'd pass more than that because I was thinking from from you know inches they would have 
Get the quads out there and punch it Quadzilla. in. Quadzilla, Quadzilla. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers just a little. Sne- he doesn't doesn't really yeah. like his quarterback sneak. Um, yeah. Anyways, they couldn't do it. Big goal line stand, mm-hmm. uh, which gave the Arizona Cardinals the ball on their own one yard line. Yep. And you thought two minutes to go down the whole field, surely not. Next minute, Kyler starts playing like <laughs> the Kyler that we've seen all season. Yeah, MVP and, Kyler. Yeah, and starts hitting up AJ Green. They start yep. moving the ball. Chase Edmonds had a massive run after catch. Uh, they were marching. They got it within Green Bay's mm-hmm. 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Essentially, overtime uh, had been confirmed. It would have been a chip shot field goal f- to take it through to overtime. Yep. Uh, and then uh, a really weird play. Uh, the Cardinals called timeout. You think that would have had this play sorted? Yep. Kyler yeah. looks for AJ Green. Uh, his, con- his controller disconnects. And <laughs> that, I saw that mean. the controller disconnect. AJ Green's not. AJ Green looks like he th- he thinks it's a run play. It's look like yeah, it he's, looks, he's what, in the end zone blocking. It looks yeah, it like looks he's block, trying to block. And he's looking left, like up at the big screen. And then I think he sees the ball coming yeah. his way on the big screen, and then he looks over like, oh fuck, the ball's coming to my right shoulder. Um, but the corners all over. I think Douglas all Russell, over it. Russell Douglas. Russell Douglas. Yeah. yeah. All, all heads over. Up. Name there. Heads up there. Yeah. Heads on the swivel. Puts the hand out. Gets one touch. Bubbles it. Yeah. Catches it in. End of the game. Yeah. There he, he fights Batman. Raza Ghoul. Raza. <laughs> Raza. There's something there. Uh, Batman Begins. Good movie. <laughs> yes. And uh, that was his first intercept as a Packer. He's been a bit of a journeyman. Um, well, considering b- beforehand. banged up in the secondary as well. Which we mentioned before, I said, why the fuck is Eric Stokes going <laughs> going to DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, Joey Alexander on IR. Kevin King Injured. Uh, couldn't Back. make the game. Uh, yeah. so, so a, real, a real shame as a, as a Packers fan. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, young Eric Stokes get, gets to be the number one corner, uh, which makes Raz... Uh, Russell Douglas, uh, the number two corner, and mm. he comes up with the biggest play of his life. Green Bay come away with the win. Cardinals limp away. Kyler was limping. We yep. spoke about Nukes Hammy. Uh, we'll keep an eye on them. Cardinals fans would be interested. You'd be interested uh, being a fantasy owner of both those players. Yeah. Boys do have 10 days to the next game, of Big course. Turnaround, so, big true. turnaround, big yeah, turnaround. That them. hopefully will help them out and they can get some rest. But yeah, and no one yeah. wants to see Kyler or Nuke out of the uh, of the immediate future yeah. in the NFL. Uh, this was interesting in our group chat. We're, we're kind of thinking, Packers win, is it that important? Yes, I think it is. Because shout out to Michael Steamson, a friend of ours, contributor to uh, the Esky. He pointed out that there is only the number one seed to get the week off. Yep. And mm. were it to go down to a tiebreaker between these two teams, it will be the Green Bay Packers that go through. Of course, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have something to say about it. Perhaps the Los Angeles Hopefully. Rams. Perhaps the Dallas Cowboys yep. uh, will mm. have something to say about it. But, yeah, it wasn't – this game kind of had a playoff – Game feel about it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah. the pack the pack can't be disappointed. They went into the Cards House and uh, come got, away with, the, got the win. Come away this. with the win with Definitely. no receivers. Yeah, and I think the Cards can also not be disappointed that they played pretty terrible for the first three quarters. Mm. Um, got hot and you know went into the half. What ten seven? I think it was. Was uh, it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ten yep, seven. Yeah. So and then you know only lost by three points in this after. Mm. Defensively being pretty bad and then offensively struggling, mm-hmm. uh, that hey hey we still hang with the Packers. They're six seven and one now. We're both seven and one. Both seven and yeah. one. See, so come playoff time. So, from that perspective, I don't think they'd be concerned come playoff time. But the yeah, the one thing that they may miss out on is the number one seed. But uh, no, there's another ten weeks of 
I had nine yeah. weeks of football to go. Yeah. Oh, no, it is 10 weeks because it's 18 week season. 10 weeks to go from here to then. It's nuts, man. I was, who, who's the best team in football? Like, we, we talk about who's the playoff team each week, but it's there's no clear cut best team in football. Not Th- these were two. De- definitely NFC. Well, you, you named four before, and they NFC could, can, all, all could be well, considered. And then that's only in the NFC. Exactly. And then, then you've got to kind of try to weigh up where the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens and Bengals. the Cincinnati Bengals mm. and Tennessee Titans. Yep. Can't, mm. Look, the Chiefs are three and four, but Mahomes and Andy Reid in the postseason, who knows? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's no clear cut number one team in football. Yep. It's a good league, isn't it? It's, it's, oh, it's very fun. Every game counts. At the bumholic. <laughs> okay, so uh, we got to talk Sunday games. Yeah, let's, games. Roll let's it. kick it off. And we just mentioned mm-hmm. them, the Bengals. Uh, we did kind of highlight it last week. Um, are they potentially moving themselves into a playoff team? Uh, they didn't take the Esky curse like the Chargers did. They no. came out and annihilated the Ravens. Yeah, uh, this was weird. Like, yeah, yeah. like they looked so so good against a team that. Before this game was the number one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are an absolute Late. thing. Burrow threw for over 400 yards in this one. Jamar Chase, eight catches, 201 well, yards. I think, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, and I think my comment last week was I didn't think the Bengals' defense was good enough at this point. You know, they were maybe another year away with guys they need to tool up to get to that point. But hey, their defense come out and were electric in this. and. They couldn't run the ball on them. Lamar, Lamar could Lamar, none, none of the pro bowlers they had over there could run on them. So that's right. Their yeah. running backs ran for a combined 29 yards. Lamar mm. could scramble a little bit, as he does, yep. uh, an elite player. But the Bengals really thumped him in their own house. Yeah. None yeah. of us picked that. No, not at all. No. And, you know, kind of you know, divisional rival here in the, in the north, they're trying to very much mm. push push their ascendancy. And, like... Like I said, I think they're maybe a year away, but maybe I was—I can very much be wrong. Maybe they are starting to push, push their case that hey, we're here, and maybe this is where we thought Burrow could have been at the end of last season, if not hurt. He's now coming into his, you know, filling in issues, kind of like Justin Herbert and mm. these guys did, uh, where they played a full season. He's now come into—he would have now played a full season, I believe. He would have played at least sixteen games yep. now. Yep. So he's got that under his belt. So you're now seeing him take that next step. Um, in his game, and he just looks elite. And, you know, uh, Jamar Chase there as well. Really just <laughs> he's just, just nasty. It's going to be pretty hard for anyone yeah. to win Offensive Rookie of the Year that's yeah. not named Jamar Chase. How, how mean was the LSU offense that they had Chase, Jefferson, yep. uh, ZEH, and Burrow all there? I think they had an, oh, and they got Terrence Marshall, who's over yeah, go, yeah, going, uh, going all right for uh, Panthers. Like, and Joe Mixon was there the year before. Oh, yeah. Nuts. That's just nuts. <laughs> uh, a team that's probably not travelling as well, no. the New York Jets. Uh, it is in their house. That's mm-hmm. about where the good news ends for them. Zach Wilson, uh, PCL, have you got an injury update on him, Monks? Um, it looks like it's t- he'll miss two to three, two to four weeks. Two to four um, weeks. Let's say yep. a month. I'd give him a month. You, probably you don't need, you don't need to rush him back anything. Yeah. The start of his career. Yeah. Don't need to rush him back. They did, however, trade for Joe Flacco. Uh, picked him up from the Eagles. Comes back to the Jets, I believe. Yeah, I so knows the system, knows yeah. a lot of uh, those players, uh, mm. him and Jamison Crowder, uh, you yeah. know, played but a bit together. So my understanding, he, he's not going to start this week. Um, Mike White is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my understanding, after, actually Mark's maybe been by other finals, but there there was had to be some 10-day thing or something like that and Flacco hadn't got on the plane quite yet to get into 
um, New York to sort it out or whatever it was. Is that so a COVID thing? I, I, couldn't uh, I couldn't remember the exact specifics, but uh -huh. that was the reasoning why he couldn't start this week. Right. So he'll probably start next week, and that's why we got Mike White coming in in this one, um, and he's probably going to get absolutely fucked by the Bengals. <laughs> um, this could be very, very one-sided Yeah, this could here. be nasty. Uh, I think it's probably going to be three Bengals. It is all on the table. I have mentioned it before. I'm in a survivor pick'em league. Uh, this is my one? this is my pick for the week. Uh, the Bengals away, uh, and I think there was like 48 percent of the league had gone with the Bengals to win this game. Yeah. Uh, three Bengals here, uh, monks. If you wouldn't mind bringing up uh, some odds for this one. Uh, the Jets, man, they got dismantled last week by the Patriots. I think the Pats put up 54 on them. They ran all over them. They and they've got – I can't remember. They've got a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. Yeah. So. Nuts. Who's looking very, very good. If if there wasn't well, – if, 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 yeah. yeah, if there wasn't a guy called Jamar Chase out there, yeah. uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year might be going to uh, Mac Jones. Uh, what yeah. are the odds here, Monks? Uh, maybe the line and total match points might be more interesting. Yep. Yeah, so pretty one-sided matchup. Bengals are favourites $1.17. We have the Jets out at $5.10 at the moment. Um, nothing too surprising there. We've got a line of 10.5 and, and total match points of 42.5. I don't like the Jets to score enough points for, for those overs, although that what is... What did Bengals score last week? Well, they scored 41. So you need the Jets <laughs> to score one and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's... it's Potentially doable. They, they, like I said, that they, is quite. That they is could put that, them to the that sword. total match points is quite low. Uh, the Bengals at a dollar seventy. They don't lose this game, but I think that's safe. Not at all. Uh, yep. Big matchup in the AFC South. The Tennessee Titans take on the Indianapolis Colts. We're starting to find a bit of form. Uh, the Titans, however, dismantled the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Twenty-seven to three winners over them. Can you boys remember the last time Kansas City scored three points? It'd be a long time, I'd imagine. Uh, Derek Henry. Uh, there's a few memes getting around that only quarterbacks win MVP. Well, we, we talked about it last week. So. And he said, all right, well, I'm going to throw a touchdown. <laughs> uh, he threw for their first touchdown. Uh, that actually contained him not too bad. I think he had 29 carries, as he does. 86 yards, no touchdowns. That's probably a win he, for the Chiefs. So yeah. he, he does, with that, he probably has got the best passer rating in, in the league currently. Yeah, well, but I think well, one, I think they one track pass, it on. one attempt, one touchdown. Is not, yeah, not yeah. Too bad. but I think so they usually track it on a minimum hundred attempts or some shit like that to even count. But hey, off that game, it was one hundred twenty-seven point one. So it's not even perfect. <laughs> yeah. So you need more yards, I think. Probably need more what more yards. Yeah. There you go. Uh, none of none. We, we all went the Chiefs in that game. Uh, I think we're all thinking they need to start winning's game somewhere. Yeah, we'll get to can't. we'll get to them in the second. Uh, maybe Tennessee is just legit. They they dropped a game to the Jets earlier on in the in the year. Uh, I think they're much better when they've got AJ Brown and uh, Julio Jones in the sides. Well, that probably adds speaking to that. of AJ, my boy, I took him in the second round of our NFL draft. He had eight. Catches 133 yards and a touchdown in this one. Mm -hmm. He is an elite wide receiver. It's good to see him healthy. And I'm sure Ryan Tannehill and the rest of their offense are happy to see uh, AJ Brown having his biggest performance uh, of the year so far. The Colts uh, were winners uh, Sunday night football uh, at 
San Francisco. Yep. Uh, they're, they're, they're getting there. They're I, think, I think they're getting better week in, week, week, in, week out. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Obviously, we had Wentz being banged up coming into the year. Uh, Nelson Quentin well. Nelson was back for this one. So, one of, one of the best guards the, in, the defense in really the NFL. Hadn't, hadn't been but, playing overly too well yeah. to start the year. But it seems to be all clicking. Like I think Leonard took a pick, didn't he, in this as well? He's a turnover or, freak. Yeah. He's, he's such a good inside linebacker. Yeah. He is the definition of sideline to sideline. They have talent on that turn, team. So gets I, turnovers, I, yeah. could, I could see them surprising the Titans in this game. Mm. Like they are heading, they're trending in the right direction. I think I picked the Titans. I'll double check. I'm pretty sure I've gone the Titans because I think they're probably still ahead. Yeah. But I really like where the Colts are going. I think yep. they're they're one of the better three and four teams. I have gone the Titans here too. The thing that is uh, a really good thing for the Indianapolis Colts is that they get to play the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars four times, to- uh, yes. you know, four games against mm. those teams. So uh, definitely wouldn't be surprised if they sneak in for a playoff spot. Uh, I just really like where the Titans are going. Uh, you know, knocking off the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills uh, in back-to-back games is pretty impressive. Hard to go past them here. Yeah. And, yeah, Monks, tips and odds? Just have yep. a look at Darius Leonard. Yeah. Um, so he didn't get a touch uh, – sorry, interception on the last week's game. I think um, maybe he does have two it up. in the season. Uh, I think he's involved in an interception. Two, it doesn't matter. Two on the he's – he's a turnover yep. freak. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I've tipped the Titans as well. Um, they're actually going into this matchup underdogs. How? Yeah, is it? What do they know that we don't know? Well, we just talked about. It. Maybe they're starting to see what the Colts are putting together, and they're they they are improving. They they're not the three and four team that people think they are. They're at home too, so we're talking about a team that's just beaten the AFC conference game. Like like they've just beaten the Chiefs and built. They've just beat the yeah. two best teams in the AFC. But yeah, I don't. But twenty twenty one Chiefs well, aren't, aren't the, aren't the no, future. Ch- the past but teams, so. I, they're still a great team. They're still yeah. Patty Mahomes, yeah. Andy Reid led team. I, well, I mean, so what, so what's the difference, Monks? When you say they're underdogs, how how far underdogs are they? Are, are we talking sense here? Yeah, no. Uh, oh, I mean, reason yeah, we are talking sense yeah. here. So, <laughs> Tynes are two twenty. Colts are a dollar sixty seven. Uh, I mean, that's, even that's more than I thought it'd be. Yeah. yeah, even unofficial sports bet has their tips as Tennessee Titans have won last eight of their nine matches and have covered the line. I, I think I think it's an f- official so. sports bet, but unofficial sponsor. But you keep going. Sure, whatever. <laughs> nah, fuck them. We've been shouting them out for a year. <laughs> but we call them unofficial sports bets. <laughs> they are. Oh, the yeah. mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So yeah, even based on their own tips, they reckon Tennessee's favourite. So I don't know how they've. Come up with those odds. No. Um, we do have a line of two and a half and total match points of 51. Can I get a Derek Henry anytime touchdown score? He actually didn't score technically against the uh, Chiefs. He only throws for touchdowns now because he wants to be the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> they should, uh, if you just go up here. Well, realistically, to, if you're the Tennessee side. Touchdown. Actually, no, re- realistically is the wrong word. Uh, if, if you're the next offensive genius for the Tennessee Titans, uh, wouldn't yeah. you put Wouldn't you put Tannehill on the bench and you just have Derek Henry as your quarterback and I have an extra blocker in there and just see how you go? Like a wildcat. <laughs> just constantly. They he can throw occasionally and then he can have 50 touches of a new game. But you got an extra blocker out there. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> People were saying... They can't. You can't keep up this workload. It's too much. Rah, rah, and we're pushing halfway through the season, and no one is slowing down the king. They forget that he's what is he six four two hundred and sixty pounds, whatever it is. Something like that. Yeah, two fifty. Like, he can take the wear and tear. He's not like yeah. Aaron Jones. We're talking about before yeah. where yeah. 
and he's a bit of a slender build though. Like that wear and tear will wear on you. Uh, where Derek Henry's just talking about my boy Aaron Jones on eight. He's all right. He's only <laughs> five foot nine. Hey, well, <laughs> they 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 shared that workload very much today. Yeah, you seen his leg drive as well for a little little yeah. bloke. Mm. You seen Aaron, you seen Dylan's work, uh, leg drive? Yeah, well, that makes sense because <laughs> his legs are like my torso. I know, I know. Let, let's move on to the next game. We've got Rams taking on Texans. We probably don't need to talk about this because no, I think the Texans are finally mailing the season in. I think mm. actually, Monks, can you find out if Tyron Ty- Ty- Taylor is actually back for them? That, um, that would be useful. Davis Mills had that one game where he looked okay and but, then everything else has just been dreadful. Yeah, well, they've, they've traded away Mark Ingram. He's gone back to the Saints, so he's gone back there to join the – Join the band with Kamara. Uh, there's talk that Cooks uh, could be on the move as well. Fire sale, essentially, is what we're, we're in. Uh, Deshaun Watson, of course, still in, in the chat there. Mm-hmm. They could load up on picks um, uh, for the coming well, next draft or the, the drafts coming up mm-hmm. uh, to try and rebuild that team with the new GM um, over there. But, yeah, I think we can all safely say this is going to get very, very ugly. Um, well, do you think the Rams cover yeah. nine points here? Nine and a half? Yes. Because I thought so last week against the fucking Lions. <laughs> and what did they do? They won by nine. Well, nine. I lost my multi by half a point. Thank well, you very much. I think you forgot that that was a revenge grudge match. Like, it was always going to be a close football match. <laughs> was it, though? <laughs> it was. We had Goff taken on Stanford. Stafford, sorry. Um, sw- switching, you know, switching clubs there. So, yeah, it was always going to be a revenge game. What, what I failed to realise is I put money on it. <laughs> so normally that money does not come back. Speaking of Matt Stafford, he's looked unbelievable. And Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the NFL at the moment yeah. of his numbers. He well, had Bobby Trees was a one-week wonder at this point. One-week so. wonder, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup, clearly the number one there. Big ten, time favourite. Ten catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, no one really saw this rapid ascendancy of Cooper Cup. Everyone sort of had him as a good receiver last year. Uh, but mm. getting Matthew Stafford in there has definitely done his game wonders. Yeah, uh, I think for all the fantasy pundits out there, especially coming in this season, mm. you knew Goff liked to spread it between the two of them, so you had a good option. But you weren't sure with Which um, way Stafford go. coming in. Like, yeah. Yeah. would he play favourites? And w- would you think uh, Bobby Trees, I think, was slight favourite over Cup uh, for Goff? But it's heavily swung in the other direction. And, yeah, you feel sorry for anyone that picked up Robert Woods early in their NFL fantasy draft. Big time. Uh, uh, three Rams. Three Rams. Big time odds, I think, in Rams. What players. is the yep. line? Uh, that is probably the only thing I'd be interested in. Uh, I took the Texans a few weeks ago with 17. That didn't do me any wonders. They lost last week uh, to the Cards 31-5, so that's 26 points. They are at uh, home, at least, for this game. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this is uh, one of those ones where you just kind of hope that it doesn't get too ugly too quick. That's it, yeah. Um, so Tyra Taylor is back practicing, uh-huh. um, still on IR, so I think it's probably going to oh, be yeah. a game day sort of decision for them. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So Rams uh, are at eight dollar and eight cents. The Texans are at eight eight dollars. We have a line of fourteen and a half, and yeah. total match points of forty eight. Hey, even though the Rams fucked me last week, <laughs> I would still take that line. Yep. Next match. Uh, coming up is Steelers taking on the Browns, the battle of the backed up, uh, not backed up, the beaten up <laughs> quarterbacks. Mm. Um, shouldn't be backups. Uh, Case Keenum, of course, led, uh, you know, banged up Browns against the banged up Broncos in a 17 mm. 13 absolute thriller. No, it was a piece of shit game. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was close. <laughs> yeah, it was close. Um, 
how is Mayfield going, Marks? I think my understanding is he's going to need shoulder surgery, but his shoulder injury can't get worse. So it looks like he's going to play this week. Hunt's on IR. Chubb. Chubb's a maybe, isn't he? He's a solid maybe. He's been training this week, uh, barring like a pregame warm-up issue with his calf. Mm. He should start. Uh, but Johnson, of course, was the story of um, the Thursday night football yeah, match last week. Yeah. yeah, getting all the carries and running all over Denver's defense um, in that one. And they, they dominated on the run game uh, very heavily in that. Steelers, on the other hand... Coming off a bye, Coming off a bye. Yeah, coming off a bye. So hard to tell. They had that uh, Monday night football win two weeks ago against Seattle. Uh, Yeah, this is quite similar to last week in that the Browns will still be banged up. um, But they're taking on a team which has sort of been a little underwhelming perhaps. Uh, I'm going Cleveland here. I think they get the job done uh, even if it is Case Keenum. That starts under centre. Did we get any news on Baker Mayfield? It seems like it's just kind of a day-by-day. Who knows what happens? Yeah, at this stage, fairly similar to Tyrod Taylor, just day-to-day. I'd be Cleveland as well. Here we go. Yeah. Um, No other news. It looks like it's probably just pay management at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I guess, yeah, another game day decision for them. Um, that being said, I have also gone Cleveland. Um, they are favourites uh, leading into the match at $1.50. The Steelers are out at $2.61. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a line of 3.5 and, and total match points of 42.5. Total match points. Low. Yeah, yeah, that's quite low. Well, uh, I think w- for the Cleveland-Denver game, I think they had 40 points as the total. And, and we're like, it's going over. <laughs> you said, I think yeah. it's going over for sure. And it went well under. Yeah, it was 30. Yeah. So yeah. this game, uh, knowing the defences and where the offences are, I'd say unders on this. Watch the Browns True. pound the rock and keep it low scoring. Yeah. Um, Time of possession, I think, will be key in this one. Indeed. Mm. Moving forward, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Eagles coming off that loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. Miles Sanders, can you have a little look into how he's travelling? Uh, he went down with uh, what was, I believe, was an ankle sprain. Yeah, and then Gainwell and Scott played pretty well. Gainwell and Scott. Um, it's I think it seems like Sanders may be no bueno for this week. Uh, in, in our other league, boy, oh, in my uh, other fantasy league, uh, the one that you boys aren't in, uh, my running backs are David Montgomery. Um, yes. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, that, so an absolute <laughs> shit show. Sh- yeah, yeah, and no fault of my own. They just the the boys, uh, unfortunately, are all banged up. I do have James Connor in that league? He's, he's, he's been doing all right. And yeah, yeah. falling into the end zone. And great segue there because we hadn't talked about the cards with Zach Ertz, of course, going to the cards, which has kind yep. of freed up Dallas Goddard as well at the Eagles. So yeah, like he's it, yeah. he's. Looking like he'll get a, a lot more game time. He had seventy involved. yards last week. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of targets. So yeah. I, I think that hopefully it'll free free them both up. And it looks like that's the case. Ertz has been um, a good addition to the Cards offense, mm, mm. and the inverse, of course, the same for Dallas uh, for the Eagles. Any uh, news on Miles Sanders? Then? Not too much. <laughs> day by day. Day by day. Yeah. yeah, this is turning into like yeah. something like the AF- AFL or something. Yeah. Um, didn't practice. Uh, t- Today, so our today. Has he practiced um, at all all week? 
Uh, if you didn't practice today, I assume not. Probably, yeah. yeah. If anything, it would be very limited. Um, so probably not. Um, well, you, you usually know tomorrow up. if he doesn't get a Friday practice in, uh, then it's, yep. he, yep. it's he's no bueno. Yeah, it looks like it's that's probably the case. Um, but yeah, we'll have to, I guess, wait and see. Lions on the other side uh, didn't embarrass themselves no. too much in that Rams game, especially considering we were, we were worried that would get out of hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion, uh, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I've completely fucked Swift's name up. <laughs> DeAndre. <laughs> DeAndre Swift. Uh, you know, 13 for 48 rushing, not huge numbers, but his receiving ability is mm-hmm. really what he's added mm. um, this season. Eight for 96 with one touchdown uh, with his numbers in there. Had a very long touchdown, I think, in this one yeah, as busted, well. I think he busted one, outside. yeah. Um, but, yeah, ha- they didn't embarrass themselves. What are your boys' picks and thoughts on this one? The Lions get off their donut this weekend. I've done the exact same thing. You motherfucker. You can tell we suck each other off for quite often mm. because... Yeah. Well, we haven't been able to because of the lockdown. Well. So, uh, quite keen, uh, if you're keen enough for the podcast. Um, no, but in all I'll seriousness, the... The Detroit Lions have not been belt. They haven't copped a, a loss like the Houston Texans have, or even you know Chicago Bears last week come to mind, where you just think, oh, this this team is garbage. Yeah. That they haven't won a game. They're not good, but they also haven't been flogged in. They're not the in, worst team in the league. No, I don't think. I don't, they're I, not known. Like they're not a well, they're the they're, only team that hasn't won. But yeah, they're I, not a team that's gonna go. Oh, when was it seventeen now? Yeah, I don't think so. I know, I think this is the week where they get off it. Uh, the Eagles have have struggled to run the ball. Um, if Miles Sanders is no good to go, he hasn't even been getting the ball. But uh, I I I don't like what they're doing on offense. Their defense isn't bad. I think the uh, Jared Goff led Detroit Lions get off the donut this week. And I agree with you. I picked the Lions as well, Miss Muggy. Jeez, I wish I could make it a curse. Um, <laughs> I've actually I've gone Eagles. Um, yeah, no real confidence in that. Um, they are favourites. A dollar fifty. Lions are out at two dollars sixty. We have a line of three and a half, so going to be a very close game. And total match points of forty eight. High, a bit high. I would have thought. Mm. Both those teams like score points though. They do. They a- do. And leak points. So leaky, leaky. <laughs> 49ers and Bears. Uh, the 49ers lost at home to the Colts in prime time. Elijah Mitchell's been very good for them. He had 107 rushing yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, his season uh, continues to go in the right direction. Seven catches, 100 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy G threw two picks. Uh, do we have any news uh, how Trey Lance is going? He was unavailable last week due to injury. We didn't know if Jimmy G was going to be good to go. Last week, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. The Bears, on the other hand, they were pretty bad against the Bucks. Uh, Justin Fields threw three picks, and I was sending you boys a little uh, article that I'd been reading. Apparently, twice this year, he's been advised via his headset that he had a free play, that the opposition had 12 men on the field, and he mm. threw a pick both times, and it seems like it may be more the coaching staff's fault than uh, Fields'. What'd you make of that one? Yeah, well, we're not talking about the Bears as having the the most world class um, coaching staff. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Nagy, of course, very much heavily on the hot seat, mm-hmm. and probably may not see out this season. But we'll have to see how that goes, of course. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like whoever's doing the maybe the QB coach, whoever's the offensive um, support guy there, 
doing the counting of men on the field, um, he, you know, he's either got an extra finger on his hand because hmm. um, he's, he's definitely been missing missing a guy. So, yeah, I've, uh, it's I, I think it's pretty poor of the coaching staff they can't you know get. 12, and it's happened. It's happened for apparently, it's happened a few times as well. This offensive line just does not want to protect him. He is unduress. Uh, just about every time he drops back. Mm. Uh, one good thing that they've been able to do is kind of uh, provide gaps for Khalil Herbert. He had 100 rushing yards in this one and five catches for 33 yards. Yep. Been a really good fantasy pickup uh, for anyone that... I think Williams should be back this week off COVID list. Yes. Uh, and I'm not sure about where... Um, Mongo- I think Montgomery Mo- it seems like Montgomery's still a while away. Yeah. Uh, this game, boys, I think... Alan Robinson, also another one that potentially could be traded before. Um, he he must have the shits, man, because he is a legitimate talent at wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, you well, know, it was kind of in the Trubisky days, we're kind of thinking, oh, what, what can this guy do yeah. with, you know, someone perhaps a little bit better throwing him the ball? And obviously uh, their woes on offense uh, this year have been well publicized. Uh, Alan Robinson was, I think, predicted as a top 15 wide receiver at the start of the year in terms of ADP in fantasy, and uh, he has not had any production He's in a contract year, I believe, so, Mm. you know, and they're they're keeping him on the tag, of course. Um, Tell you what, come come across uh, over to the... To the Packers wouldn't want. Well, there's definitely a few teams that could use him. Adams and and uh, and yeah. Robinson on the other. He's side. an elite receiver like mm. Allen because I think he was hoping maybe Dalton could play most of the year and he could pump his numbers up a little bit uh, for that big contract that he wants. He doesn't want to you know be catching three balls, two balls a game from yeah. uh, Justin Fields and be losing matches because that's not helping him. No. So no. another one with the trade deadline coming up on the second of November that potentially could be on the move. Uh, so there is a few guys out there that could be. So what uh, did you find? Uh, what the news is around Trey Lance and Garoppolo? Yeah, it's a little bit interesting. So it sounds like during the week, well, sorry, after last week's game, um, Shanahan said that he would have been happy with um, Lance starting mm-hmm. um, if he was healthy. I think. He is. He was out last week, obviously with the knee, but he might be back in this week. Yeah, and I don't think he's practiced. Start. He, he didn't practice the start of the week, mm. so he may be getting some limited sessions in. But maybe again, he's a rookie quarterback. They want to get him a full week, uh, leading into an opponent instead of some limited practices. That's it. So yeah. they'll go with the veteran Jimmy G. But yeah, yeah. Either way, Jimmy G's on the short leash. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds yeah. like Shanahan's will be pretty quick to pull the trigger well, on that one. That's his um, quarterback. As soon as he's happy that he's healthy and. And ready to go. So, yeah, maybe not this week, but in the weeks to come, looks like Lance, we start. Trey area incoming. So, all that said, who are you picking? Uh, these teams are both absolute pretenders, I think. Uh, I'm going to go the 49ers here. Uh, Chicago, I do not know how they have three wins, probably off the back of their defense. Um, I, neither of these teams play playoffs this year. Yeah, 49ers for me. Yeah, I've gone 49ers. They are favourites, $1.49 at the moment. $1.49 for the 49ers. There you go. There you go. I didn't even pick that up. (laughs) (laughs) That's how my brain works. Let's say I'm the accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you you can probably put it in rational kind of uh, terms, whereas I'm going omen, omen, omen. (laughs) Push money here, lose money there. (laughs) That's it. It's 100%. Rocky. Yeah. Uh, bears are out at $2.64. Can you make anything with that number? 
64, uh, 6-4. They're going to play 10 in the box with one safety. <laughs> um, no, I've got nothing there. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Drove out longer than I thought we would. Mm, this uh, game was dragging <laughs> out longer than I thought we would yeah, exactly. too. Let's move on. Come on. Lines three and a half and total match points is 39 and a half. That is so low. So low, 39 and a half. Wow. And that speaks volumes of where these two teams are at. Well, the, the only reason you'd watch this game if it ends up being a Lance versus Fields game. But if if not, uh, mm. ignore. Watch something else. NFL Red Zone, man. Uh, be interested in what happens uh, in terms of fantasy, perhaps, yes. more than anything. Mm. Panthers-Falcons. Panthers-Falcons. This one's kind of interesting in the NFC South. The Falcons are going in the right direction. The Panthers are going in the wrong direction. They've lost four on the trot, including last week against the New York Giants. I believe we all tipped them to get the job done against G-Men. They had less than 200 yards of total offense. Uh, they were disgusting. Sam Darnold doesn't look like the same quarterback from the first three weeks. To to the point that they're even in the Deshaun Watson conversation. I was like, Mm. hey, we we need a quarterback. And interesting, the CMC effect as well, pretty much uh, their demise. uh, Oh, yes. Yeah, goes in timing uh, with his injury. Uh, The Falcons, I'm finally going (laughs) to... Give it up, give it up, baby, give it up. Pe- Peps, who's the best running back on the Falcons? Cordero Patterson has been the most productive running back on the Falcons. Mike Mike Davis had been very consistent for me uh, in fantasy, double digits every week. Uh, he did leave the game early in this one. He's been consistently poor this season. He's been consistently average. <laughs> consistently not Cordero Patterson. Um <laughs> Kyle Pitts, however, uh, he's going in the right direction. He had seven yeah. catches, 163 yards. He looked like a fourth over round, uh, overall draft pick in this one. Uh, boys, what do we think here? I'm going Falcons. I think they're going the right way. The Panthers are going the wrong way. Yep. Yeah, and back on Pitts, uh, I think he he runs almost 30% of his uh, routes out of uh, wide receiver position. So he's not, as we thought, as I keep saying, mm. leading into the draft, he's mm. the best wide receiver in this draft. Um, the Falcons are finally starting to use him like one. I was like, fuck it, let's, let's put him out wide and throw him the ball. That's what we need to do. So. It makes sense. He's, 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 he's got the speed. He's Speed size. Yeah. Got he, wingspan. Like he's, hey, he's, he's, he's made a change like that. That light's kind of... What have they done in their offense? They've flipped that switch, mm. um, which mm. I think then is helping out someone like Patterson because they they've got to cover Pitts and uh, Ridley more closely. And Ridley's mm. been quiet. Yeah, well, he's getting triple teamed <laughs> at the moment. So, True. so which is giving Patterson all that room. I think we talked about this last week. He's given all that room underneath for those mm. short passes in in that run game, and then he's being selling in that. So. I don't think the Panthers are the team to uh, figure that out and to um, come after them in this. Mm. So, yeah, I've gone Falcons as well. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, I've gone Falcons as well. Um, so probably put the curse on them. Um, Could very well. This is a, a bit shorter than I had expected, to be honest. It is. And to that, it's also a pretty good um, divisional match as well. Um, so Falcons are favourites, $1.58. Panthers are out at $2.39 at the moment. Uh, we have a line of three and total match points of 46 and a half. I don't think I'll be touching any of that. 
but no. interested to see what happens. Yeah. Another game I'm interested in in considering uh, half my team is Packers in my fantasy team and the other half are Buffalo Bills. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins go up against Buffalo Bills in what you'd imagine will be a pretty one-sided affair. The Finns weren't bad last week. They went very close against the Falcons. Two or through four touchdowns. Did have two picks. Mike Gusecki is coming along well. Uh, the Bills coming off a bye. They should be well-rested and seething, perhaps, to uh, that loss uh, in prime time to the Tennessee Titans. Yep. I imagine this is a very short, uh, favoured game uh, in terms of Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo for mine. Yeah, Buffalo as well. And I, I said it last week, I think Tua's got to push himself to try and make himself the guy because their Dolphins are the big ones talking about the Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He did come out mm. and get four touchdowns and almost around yards this. I'm you don't, you don't want the turnovers, but he's – again, he needs another excellent game against the Bills to keep pushing that, that hey, I'm the guy. Um, you don't need a Deshaun Watson here. I'm rooting for Tua. Uh, yeah, I think – the Finns are maybe underdo him a little bit if they go hard for Deshaun Watson, especially like we we're talking about last week with three first round draft picks. Is what's uh, seems to be being uh, put on offer. I think that's disrespectful to the player that Tua well, Tungavala could be. Well, didn't they get all those yeah. picks from Houston yeah. to then pick Tua and a bunch of other guys, and they're going to blow it up already and flick all those picks back to Houston to then? I don't. I don't know why you'd give them up. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, but the, the uh, madness of the Finns um, front office. Indeed, anyway. they're local down there <laughs> in Miami. Bills by Bills by law for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, just back on Watson, I was reading reports. I don't know all the details, but it seems like the Dolphins are all in as long as Watson can sort out his legal issues, so. which is what everyone, which is what which everyone is, wants to know. Yeah, but mm. it, and that's not yeah. going to happen this season by the deadline. Not by mm. the deadline. No, yeah. that's that's a long time away. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've gone Bills as well. They are favourites $1.10. The Dolphins are out at $6.70 at the moment. We've got a line of 14. 14. Um, it's a fair few. Total match points? Total match points of 48.5. I don't mind that. I think the Finns can probably score a couple. The Bills' defence is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you'd imagine the Buffalo Bills put on 30, 30 plus, plus yeah. here. Uh, quite easily. Uh, boys, yep. can you lead us into the Sunday late games? I really need to do a wee. Uh, mm-hmm. My pick in this Patriots-Chargers game is the Chargers coming off a bye. Uh, although, the Pats are looking okay. Take it away. Yeah, I agree. So, Pats, Chargers. Uh, Chargers had the bye coming off the loss, I believe, to the, the Ravens after we put the mock on them. Uh, probably looking for a revenge game from their side. Mm. Uh, the Pats, of course, belt a divisional rival in the Jets. Uh, Harris had 106 yards, two touchdown. Uh, Bolden as well, his partner, essentially new James White. He had, I think, six receptions for 79 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Juno Smith, the shoulder injury, he's been a bit in and out. And Hunter Henry, I think, is also potentially injured at the moment. The story, yeah. I think, you talk about Pats is what Mac Jones is doing. He's really stepped into that team and has been really, really good. Um, and like I said, Chargers, they need to bounce back. They were embarrassed embarrassed last week um, against the against uh, the Ravens. Ravens, yep. Uh, well, not last week, the week before against the Ravens. <laughs> so they, they need to come and approve themselves. Eckler went on the injury report today. So he might have picked something up at training. For mine, still got to go, go and face the Chargers in L.A., I think Chargers are a better overall football team at the moment. I'm picking Chargers. I think. Um, G 
Jeez, I've got to be yeah, big charges here. Yeah, so I have got Hunter Henry in my lineup this week. Um, so I think he is questionable. Mm-hmm. So I have to see what happens with him. Um, I have also gone charges. Um, they are favourites at dollar forty-seven. Patriots out at two dollars seventy-one at the moment. We have a line of four and total match points of forty-nine and a half. Forty-nine. There you go. Oh, that's a lot in this game. Well, I guess the charges could do it. Thank you, Hunter. Um, yeah. Interesting. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a good game. Oh, I think that would be a good game of football either way. Young quarterbacks going at it. Um, yeah. Next match, Jags uh, coming off the bye, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Hawks went down to the Saints in surprisingly a defensive battle. I think we mm. thought there'd be more points with the, the way the defences had been playing. Perhaps the weather as well. True, it, it was, was raining. very wet. Yeah. Um, the Hawks, of course, having their worst start since 2011, uh, probably because they don't have a guy named Daniel Russ in the backfield. Yeah, uh, yep. Pretty low chance of making the playoffs from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think their team... Overall is where it needs to be compared no. to years past. Yep. And that, you know, Russell is the carrying Russ factor them. is huge. Yeah. But and Carroll said he's thankful to coach Russell Wilson. He didn't think he would still be in the NFL if it wasn't for Russell Wilson. It's pretty complimentary for, and considering you, Russ, for your head coach to be saying that about you. Considering uh, what did they do? Then they trade for Charlie Winehurst, I think it was, and Russ was a four round pick. Or it was maybe it was Matt Flynn. Like, Anyway, they they picked some bum quarterback yeah. that flamed out, and they're like, and Russ just led up training camp, and they're yeah. like, shit, you know, who cares if he's a fourth round pick? He's a starter, and he's been elite since. since Remember the knock on him; he's too short. Of course, they need they just need to get that out of their heads, don't they? Yeah. Kyla comes to mind. Yeah, well, uh, well he's four foot three, and he's, he's potentially going to be the MVP. Baby so. Yoda, baby, <laughs> you see that hot, that high snap today? That that oh, yeah. that just would have been in the, straight into the hands of uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Well, but, Trevor uh, Lawrence, is, yeah, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, it's at my knees. Would have hit him in the nuts, but uh, <laughs> poor baby Yoda, it went a foot over his oh. head. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine we, oh, mate. I don't want to count this uh, as all of us going Seahawks here. So we're just talking about Danger Russ. Mm. Uh, He has – it looks like he's going to be ahead of his schedule and possibly play through pain. Is that this week, though? Or do we have another week of Geno? I don't think it's this week. I don't think it's this week. He had surgery three – what, two and a half weeks ago? Mm. Yeah, I think that would be very surprising if he's back. Hey, Danger Uh, Russ has done worse. Sure. But also why risk – like – Oh, I agree. Like he probably maybe even put the season in the books at this point. Like and then there's a lot of chat that will he be there next year as well? Yeah, well, will Pete Carroll be there next year? Because Pete Carroll's, you know, he he and Wayne Bennett who were back there, the dinosaurs. Like he's pretty yeah, old. He's in his seventies. He still looks pretty good for his age. I must he say, he looks better than Wayne does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, like uh, I, I, what have I done? I went Seattle. I think they, yeah, they Seattle. even if it's Geno Smith, I think they get the job done here. Although I won't be betting on this game. I don't think I won't go near this game. Yeah, no, yeah. this is a real, real danger game. Uh, the Jaguars, maybe DK on overs, um, but that's probably about it. What about him? Last week got the overs on one catch, one catch. <laughs> that battle was really interesting, actually, between DK and Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, after that long uh, catch, didn't really have much of an impact. Uh, big DK there. Uh, Lattimore have played a really good game after that. So. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, do you guys catch the what is it called the Manning Cast with mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch on it mm-hmm. as well? 
So what did he say? He had three shots of Henny. Yeah, something dropped like a few F-bombs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Came on with the side camera. Um, yeah, was just skittles, lounge in there. Yeah, just yeah. take it easy. Sounds like he'd be a good guest to have on the Esky. He wouldn't be oh, out of place. Yeah, not, not, at, not all. at all. But they did have some elite uh, chat on there as well with uh, Tom Brady, Brady and Drew Brees coming on yeah. as well. Yeah. Like who, whoever at ESPN uh, came up with the idea, how about we put the Manning brothers together and get them to talk about Monday Night Football. That, that, that Whoever that is, that guy needs a pay raise and uh, maybe even an executive suit because that's, that's elite. It's the world that we live in now, isn't it? Uh, you know, free to air uh, can be a little bit vanilla. Sometimes you like a little yeah. bit of swearing well, or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just, just, you know, being a bit more down to I don't think Marshall part. was meant to be swearing, but they, they were like... Well, didn't Eli give yeah. the double... But that was because Peyton gets stuck in him. He's like, fuck you, bro. Um, Funny, man. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> But it was it is a late chat. Oh, um, moving sorry. forward, uh, Chad. Just watching this um, West Indies. Yeah, that's that sucks getting out like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's, sorry. That's moving <laughs> on, Jags. Um, I've gone Seahawks as well. They are favourites, dollar fifty one. Uh, Jags are two dollars fifty eight at the moment. Uh, we have a line of three and a half. Um, total match points of forty four and a half. Do you have DK unders overs there? Uh, uh, might be uh, too early. Yes. Um, no, That's what that. we found out before, that any time touchdown scorer, you yeah. kind of need to be looking a little bit closer for the personals. Well, that's the only thing I think would be worth betting on in this. Is Tyler Lockett a concern for fantasy owners? He has been very, very quiet since Russ went down. He's normally a bit hot and cold uh, as it is. Uh, if you wouldn't mind having a look at his numbers. I, I uh, think if you've done your research, uh, last season... It go, uh, he'd have 35 in one week and then he'd have three the next week. Well, I, but I think, it seems I think like since... He, he got almost half his yards or some shit like that in two games. Yeah. So he... Yeah. he, he uh, which, you know, bumped his numbers up close to DK numbers. Yeah. But DK overall is consistent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, if you're going to pick one of the two, you pick DK. And Tyler's uh, ver- also very dependent on uh, Danger Rust being involved mm-hmm. in that team. So, so it seems, yeah, fairly similar this year. His first two games, he absolutely lit it up. 26 fantasy points, 31.8 in PPR. Since then, has made double digits once. uh, And the last two weeks, he has gone for a total of eight points. Yep. So he hasn't catched a touchdown. He hasn't catched. Catched. Caught. But hey, that that could be that's, that's a right. that's a Gino that's right. Hey, he's an accountant. He's not meant to be too that's good it. at English. Maths on the other no, hand. Yeah. Well, not even maths. <laughs> We've proven that point. <laughs> i tell you what, I can write up an Excel formula, though. <laughs> yeah. like pretty good on the old uh, uh, Instagram of the Photoshops. Getting there, getting oh, there. Um, yeah, so he, Tyler Lockett hasn't caught um, a touchdown since, uh, yeah, week two. There you go. Trouble for Tyler Lockett and his hairline, if anyone's seen that. That is packing up very quickly. Uh, that's a long time on that one. That's three Seahawks. Uh, but don't discount the Jaguars there. Sean, I'm sure you would love to speak about this at length. The Washington football team take on the Denver Broncos. It mm-hmm. is at Mile High Stadium. Uh, the football team coming off a loss to the Packers. They... A little bit short-changed in this one. A few calls mm. didn't go their way. They were actually quite good at stopping uh, Aaron Jones yeah, and Monks, AJ Dillon. Well, and about the flip side of the second round, Monks, I'm not sure if you can find it quickly. Um, I had heard that Washington potentially has the worst defense currently in the NFL. Um, if not, they're bottom, 
bottom third easily. I think it depends on which metric. Uh, definitely in mm. in most metrics, they're bottom three. And yeah. I think in points allowed, I think they are the worst in, yeah. in the in the league. What uh, was that? Their front four is elite. Yeah. Everything behind that, not so much. It just keeps getting worse and worse <laughs> at each level. Yeah. Um, the Packers uh, threw the ball uh, on them at will. I think Rodgers had four touchdowns. Uh, no, three three touchdowns, excuse me. Um, the Broncos, on the other hand, we spoke a little bit before about it uh, against the injury-ravaged uh, Browns. Fangio still has his job. You weren't so convinced that that was going to happen. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I think all the chat is about they've got to sort out what they're going to do with that stuff, mm. and I'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, the, the Browns run all over Denver. Denver has... Eight linebackers, six on injury reserve. Yeah. Of yep. their of well, actually they've got eight injured, six on injury reserve of probably the ten or eleven they carry on the roster. Yeah. They've traded for two linebackers in the last week to try and fill that hole. In, and it's inside is the problem. Inside, isn't it? inside yeah. big time. Uh, Miller rolled his ankle, didn't play the rest of that game. Chubb's injured. Um, I think Malik Reed's injured. Like the defense is hurt. Uh, offense starting to get healthy. Yes. Big O back. Judy, Judy back. coming back. So there's some big gains there. Uh, Teddy's a bit banged up, but looking like he'd play. I think both these teams probably kind of in a similar space at the moment. Perhaps um, uh, we're looking like having really good defenses coming into the year and whether it's injury or circumstances yeah, outside of their control, haven't lived up to the expectation. Well, like take Washington, for example, Gibson's struggling with the injury. Curtis Samuel hasn't played for them. Gibson is literally playing with, with fractures in his shins. Exactly. And, you know, Fitzpatrick's, Fitzpatrick is a couple of weeks away with yep. his hip. Taylor, um, Taylor Heineke hasn't been bad, I don't think. No. He's doing his best. I think he yeah. ran for 90 yeah. yards against the Packers. Scary Terry is by far the best player he's on so, offense. He's, he's so, so good. good. He's and Chase Young on the other side. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's but where their talent is. They've got a few good players. Uh, obviously, all this uh, external uh, noise as well uh, around the – you know, investigation into the higher-ups at the yeah, club true. probably isn't doing them uh, a world of good. Uh, in terms of this one, boys, what do we think? Uh, Monks, did you get those numbers on the Washington football team? My, diff uh, my difference was in this was purely that Denver is at home. Otherwise, I would, it would have been a Judas on this one. Really? <laughs> yeah. uh, to, the, to the football team? Maybe, not to, like maybe to the football team. Maybe a different team. I'm getting close to the being a Judas here. But I thought, yeah, this is a Glasgow football game. Denver at home, hopefully, would be – I think they'd win – if they don't, don't think uh, I, I would rephrase. You the, double down on the fans yet? No, well, I, the, uh, I should have laid out the timeline. Uh, Pat Sherman's got to get fired first, the offensive coordinator. Mm. So they lose that. He, he'd be go first. He's the scapegoat, of course. And then they'd get rid of Fangio when they don't win some more games. Okay. Um, mm. Problem is, after Washington, they get into even more of their meaty part of their schedule. Got Dallas after that. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Lions. Oh, I don't like any of that. No, neither do I. <laughs> so uh, if they're going to win a game uh, in the two months they've said they're a month in and haven't won a game yet, yep. they need to win this game. Otherwise, uh, they'll go two full months without winning a football game. I'll bring out that schedule it, yeah. uh, just in a second. Uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind, uh, the numbers yep. on the Washington football team defense. Yep. Yeah, so in terms of rankings, they are first in points – or last, I guess, in points allowed. <laughs> They're winning something. <laughs> They're ranked yeah, first in points allowed at 210. As in the most. As, as in the most, yes. yep. Um, and then, yeah, you're, you're pretty spot on there, Sean, with um, the secondary being pretty bad. They've let um, – so passing yards, again, most uh, – sorry, 2,140. They've also let in the most touchdowns through passing on 19. Well, um, I, I think everyone knows the game plan for them. It's uh, – Spread them out, go wide, 
uh, go get away from that front four and attack the weaker areas. Yeah, um, you know, run those front guys around, make them ragged. Uh, that's what you really want to, to focus on. Um, so they take take their pass rush out of them, and then you can just yeah. bang up their secondary. That's it. Yeah, and like looking at the um, the rushing stats, the middle of the pack, they haven't let in. Um, or allowed that many yards, or let in too many touchdowns in that respect. So yeah, it's all it's all in the secondary at the moment. Pass on them, there's no point running. Mm, that Broncos' upcoming schedule after the Washington Football Team, they do have Dallas, then they have the Eagles. That's a winnable one. Uh, but then Chargers and Chiefs, you're not too enthused about that. No. And then the Detroit Lions. Lions. So a that, few, then, then, a then few followed by Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs again. So. Yeah, so that <laughs> back four games probably don't see any wins there. So uh, if the Denver Broncos are to win a few games this year, they've got Washington this week, and then pencil in maybe well, that, the Eagles and the Lions. Well, that's six and ten. So yeah. mm. uh, a far cry from that three and O team that started off the, yeah. the year. Well, yeah. no, six and ten. Actually, well, six, the next six, year, and 11, six and eleven. Yeah. Six and eleven. Yeah, you can't keep your head coaching job. I think for Fangio after three years, yeah. be- below five hundred, like a and him being a defensive guy and them struggling on hey, defense. Th- there's chat that mm. Kyle Sanders is going to get fired by the 49ers. They should write that wrong and re- rehire him, bring him back. Um, for history's sake, they hired Vance Joseph instead of hiring Kyle Shanahan when Kyle probably should have won the, the job. But anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Pray for Fangio. Yes. Yep. Well, I didn't want to make a joke. They enshrined Mike Shanahan last week of the game. They did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's probably the coach that, again, he was going to come back after they fired Vance Joseph and would have picked Josh Allen at three or five instead of Bradley Chubb. So, again, he was blocked by John Elway. Couldn't pick him. Couldn't bring him back. We weren't allowed to bring him back. Should have, would have, could have. So the wrong coach, the right coach was in the building, but not on the sideline, as people want to say. I'm just saying. Do we get the yep. odds on this yet? Uh, not yet. Um, I've tipped uh, Broncos as well. They are favourites at $1.53. Uh, the football shot. team is $2.52. Uh, we've got a line of three and a half and total match points of 44 and a half. Three Broncos. What was that, 44 and a half? No, I would go unders on that again. Yeah, I don't see this being mm. very high scoring at all. I um, think Denver's averaging like 20 or 21 points a game and Washington's not too many more than that. We're just talking about how shit their defense is. <laughs> <laughs> Shows our faith in the Denver offense. Yeah. Uh, but three three uh, Broncos here. Uh, moving into a slightly more interesting game, perhaps. Uh, Monkeys, Tampa Bay, Buccaneers take on a uh, resurgent uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're four and two. The Bucks are six and one. They were way, way too good for the Chicago Bears last week. I think Tom Brady threw four touchdowns in the first half. Uh, the big story out of this one was the debacle around that 600th touchdown uh, ball. Uh, Brady, uh, freak of nature, 600 touchdowns in the NFL. Uh, and yep. app, look, he's, he's the goat. I don't if. You don't believe that. It's I not think. debatable anymore. Yeah, you I think you've got rocks for brains if um, if you think someone else is better at football than him. Um, however, Mike Evans gave away his 600th touchdown ball to a fan, uh, security or some no someone from... Uh, uh, equipment, was, equipment manager. Was a, equipment yeah, manager. staffer on the... Uh, who was sitting in the back uh, end zone. He went up and he said, uh, hey, man, that's a Tom Brady 600th touchdown ball. Can you give it back? And he gave yeah. it pretty compliant... Yeah. Gave it straight back. Uh, and then afterwards, people were kind of thinking, ooh, that ball's probably worth a bit. Yeah. Well, even during the game, I was watching it. Um, mm. I think Tony, I think it was Tony Romo, he mm. was uh, broadcasting. Um, as soon as he saw that 
the dude got the ball is like straight away turned around and was like, Yep, nah, he's he's gotta ransom that back. Like yeah. they're gonna want that ball. He was he's gone on about how the guy should be asking for a dates with Giselle <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you can't put a price on that, can you? Well apparently well, one Bitcoin versus one Giselle. It. Well, apparently um, people were saying that that ball's worth half a half mil. million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the bucks were like, uh, you know, a thousand bucks at the, um, at the at store. The store. Yep. Jerseys, season, gloves, season, signed, signed jerseys, season signed tickets, gloves. signed yeah. shit. And then there was a bit more chat like, oh, it's probably worth a bit more than that. And then a bit, a Bitcoin got thrown Yeah, well, it. of course, yeah. Um, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady is the, the crypto backing. He's mm. the face for, was it, FTX. Um, yep. So then he was like, how about we flick him a Bitcoin and they sorted him out with that. So yep. That's pretty um, cool. That's, that, yeah, that's, that is pretty cool. Like so that's something that's you know might just keep on growing. Exactly. Hold on that for a little while and see mm. how it goes. But I, I think the funny chat was also on the sideline that um, Mike Evans told Tom Brady, sorry, it was an accident. Yeah, he didn't you know. know. He was an yeah. a- and then Tom Brady's were well, accidentally not throwing another touchdown this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he was just like, hey, there's some elite chat there. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. Mike Evans did have that's three funny. touchdown catches in this game. Uh, be yeah. a very Big exposure for him with AB out. I think I think well. I yeah. think AB, yeah. You've got yeah. fantasy. I haven't finished. He was on my bench last week. COVID, um, I think. He was on the COVID list, wasn't he? I don't think it was COVID. No, anyway. You didn't play. No. And he's he's back this week. Or is again a questionable this week. Day to day. Anyway. Day to day. <laughs> anyway, they're playing the Saints. Marshall and Latimer will, will get Mark Evans. That'll be mm-hmm. an interesting matchup. But their mm. defense, they're they're legit. Yeah. You guys see Demario Davis? Yeah. He's he, so good. He is like elite level middle linebacker. Uh, had the had the closing play on that game uh, in the Seattle Seahawks game. He he's sideline to sideline, and he's big for an inside linebacker. Fuck, he's big. Yep. Um, mm. And then on the other side of the football for the Saints, Alvin Kamara, thirty touches, only had fifty one rushing yards. Uh, that's a, a point of his game, which has been really strong this year. Has been running the ball. Better than we've normally seen. Uh, but 10 catches, 128 yards and a touchdown, if you don't mind. Uh, playing for the Monkey Go-Go Rangers, uh, of yep. course, in fantasy. Uh, he is very, very good at football. Um, boys, what do we think here? Bucks fan, obviously going to be big a little bit biased. Can Mike Thomas, is he back? No, because I, I, I knew it was six weeks. And I think he's close. I don't think he's playing in this one. Smart. You'll be able to chase that one up for I'll us. Chase that one, yeah. um, can this Saints defense uh, stand up to th- maybe the best offense in the NFL? Yeah, and then Mark Ingram, of course, also being added. Yes, where, yes. what what he adds to. Um, he'll be the, you know the, the thunder be, thunder and lightning essentially for for oh, him and Kamara. He will have a Latavius Murray. Kind yes. of impact yeah. if, if a couple, a couple if of carries, that, maybe at a few goal line short yardage situ- yeah, situations. S- essentially, Sperling Kamara for having thirty touches and like bro, yeah, break. That, I think that's all they would uh, use him for. Obviously, welcoming him back yeah. to the city that he played a lot of uh, football in. Uh, this is an interesting matchup for mine. I I do think the Bucks and the experience of Tom Brady get over this this nasty Saints defense. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I I do think they kept pretty close. I pick Bucks. Mm. Uh, Yep. Uh, So I'll start off with Mike Thomas. Uh, He is still out. Mm -hmm. Um, Reports on the 18th of this month says that he's still a few weeks out. So getting close then. That's two weeks ago. Sounds like he's getting very close. Mm. Um, 
I think a backer on Antonio Brown is actually doubtful this weekend. Um, so I might have to recess that. But um, see what happens. Yeah, there. see what happens. Uh, Tampa Bay are a dollar forty four, and the New Orleans Saints are two dollars eighty. The line is four and a half. I don't mind that actually uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the uh, total match points forty nine and a half. Interesting there. I don't know if that Saints offense is able to score enough to keep up with that. Um, let's go Hello. forward, boys, into Sunday night football. We've got two teams coming off a bye, and one team whose record is excellent in the Dallas Cowboys. So they're five and one, and one team who I think is a bit better than their three and three record suggests in the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, what do we think is going to happen here? I've said I had a peek at the odds here, and it's quite surprising. Uh, the team that I would have thought should have been favourites are not favourites for this game. Uh, Dak Prescott, there's been a little bit of murmurs oh, around him this week. Max, can you check that? Yeah, it, it seems is like he training? I think it, from what I've Pratt, heard, it seems practicing. like he should be good to go. Yeah. Uh, a calf strain. I, I think, yeah, yeah, I think Dak said he wants to play. Mm. Um, but whether they, maybe that decision taken out of his hands and they're like, hey, Dak, yes. sit down for a week and we'll, we'll, we'll and see. And if that you. happens, obviously a... Vastly different game. Oh, well, maybe that's what the bookies um, are assuming. Maybe they, they know. Mm, so maybe they know something. something that we don't know. Yeah. So, seems like the story of my life. Yeah. But uh, back to your point, though, the Vikings—they <laughs> um, are a better team than three-three to the mm. point where I, I almost picked them in this. Mm. My concern with them is their defense, and they come across the Cowboys, which have one of the better offenses. Mm-hmm. They got weapons all over the field, um, so they will score points. And, you know, the Vikings will have to chase. I just don't think they can chase enough. Uh, total match points, I think, is probably going to be in the 50s for this. It is, yeah. Yeah, so um, that probably leads that to the nice statement. I think that's this will be a high-scoring football game. I think the Cowboys will get it done. I've backed them. You pretty much... Uh, encap- Sucked you off again? Encapsulated <laughs> my thoughts on this one. Uh, not quite uh, two blowjobs blow in just yet, uh, but I tend to... Where's agree- your stamina? Tend to agree with you there. Uh, I, I've gone the Cowboys just. I think it will be high scoring. Uh, and if the Vikings games are anything to go off this year, it should be close. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the Vikings' losses this season. So... Week one, it was to Cincinnati. It's like one, one, three, one. Yeah, it's three points there. That, one. that was overtime, mm-hmm. I think. For yeah, me. overtime field goal. Yep. Yep, sure. We'll go with that. Keep <laughs> <laughs> going. That's right. Um, week two, they lost to Arizona Cardinals. So, fair shout there. Mm. Um, that was one point. And then they lost, they did lose um, by a touchdown to Cleveland. So, so three very touch, tough games. That's the yeah, three so of the better teams. Three, two four, very touch games. They've lost three games by a total of 11 points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who did I go with? And I think that's my concern, of course, with the Vikings. They're going to have to chase in this game. And I just they've had to chase in a lot of those games to stay in it and to push it to the deep, deep into the fourth quarter, deep into overtime. But oh, I just don't think they can chase what the Cowboys are going to be putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I am backing on Dak being healthy and starting for both my oh, yeah. tip and for fantasy. That's if Dak's starting. If Dak's <laughs> not <laughs> saying That's the caveat, isn't it? Flip it, it the other way. Vikings going to win. It is. Um, yeah, so I'm backing on him starting. Uh, I've gone Cowboys. Uh, they are underdogs, as you mentioned with the surprise. Uh, $2.13 at the they moment. They know something, man. For a dollar nine. They no. know something, they man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, they're hedging their bets, I guess, at this point. He hasn't been training, so... Yeah. 
It's questionable. questionable. Yeah. The Vikes? Yep, they are they are favourites. Uh, dollar seventy two. We do have a line of two and a half. Mm-hmm. Total match points of fifty two and a half. Yeah. Again, this all relies on Dak Prescott playing. You yeah. t- take the overs yep. if he does. You take the unders if he does not. Well, that may probably a juicy bet now if you bet on Dallas because I guarantee as soon as they have the inactive actives come out and Dallas is and Dak's active and going to play, it'll flip. Mm. Uh, unless he doesn't play and well, it goes the other way. Yes, of course, then you're fucked. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it's called gambling. Who Who is the backup? Because I saw Ben DiNucci well, was well, the... Well, one of the blokes that played last year and stunk. So, so it's not Andy Dalton. So DiNucci went to the practice squad. If you wouldn't mind looking up their depth chart, who is their number two and will play in this in case uh, that Prescott does not? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is... Uh, the backup, or oh, and Will Greer is in the in the side. Yep. Can't say I'm too uh, versed in the careers oh, of Coop, Cooper Rush and Will no. Greer. It's like Andy Dalton. That's all I've got. Andy Dalton was very good <laughs> at the Cincinnati Bengals for a long time. I don't know why so much hate gets put on his no. name. Uh, oh no, just because he got red hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's got no soul, as they say. Shout out to our friend Michael Stanton. We love you and we your love red you. hair. Uh, moving <laughs> forward, the final Mo- game, Monday Night Football. Uh, the New York Giants uh, they got a, a an upset win, I think, last week mm-hmm. against the Panthers, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs absolutely embarrassed by the Titans. Uh, if you wouldn't mind chasing up Saquon, I imagine it might be a day to day kind of uh, circumstance. Cuff. Uh no, that was he. he remember, he stepped on his teammate's foot and he rolled oh, his yeah. ankle and it swelled up. Um, oh yeah, 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 like me watching a video of Marcus Stoinis. Um, <laughs> bulging disc. Uh, yes, yeah, a, a, a big bulging. Uh, let's say thoracic two disc. Um, the Chiefs. What is going on with them? We know that their defense is no good. They scored three points. They scored three points. Um. They couldn't run the ball. Paddy Mahomes had a concussion that never helps, uh, but he played a full. Did he play the whole game? No, he played about three quarters. Yeah, was, I didn't yeah. think he finished it. Off. He did not finish the game, but he played. He played a lot. He played a lot. He played my, a lot of the game, and he's expected point. to play in this. Is game my too. point, and he's expected to play in this. Yeah. Um, I think the Chiefs come back here. Surely, surely the losses. We've been, we've been saying that for a month, though. That's my concern. But like, the New York Giants and they are they they're are, not ten, yeah, they yeah. are banged up. They're, they're not, not Tennessee. they're not Tennessee and they're not yeah. Buffalo. No, uh, and, and Baltimore is the other. Like the Chiefs haven't really lost the game to a shit team. No, and yeah, and then, and I've and the Chargers have beaten them too. I hundred percent agree, with you, and that's why I've also picked the Chiefs. It was like they need to start riding the ship. Uh, their defense is just not where it needs to be, and um, of course, uh, defenses with the offensive line also not where it needs to be. Uh, opposition defenses have been really getting after Patty Mahomes, um, but they yeah they need to find something, find some sort of momentum if they want to back up what they did last season. Is that concerning because they spent so heavily in the off season in the offensive line, and it doesn't seem to have made but, much of a difference? But they, well, I think the other thing is, what have they got? Five new starters as well. Like it's a complete new offensive mm. line, so mm. um, they do need to build chemistry. They do need to work. You know, kind of put that together, but how and also play. Take? Well, they it's also week seven. Like you'd think that that yeah, would all true. be sorted out by now. True, but also you got to play and you know got to take live bullets with Patty Mahomes, who's a guy that really doesn't stay in the pocket a whole bunch as well. So there's you know got to kind of work at it. How do you play with him 
versus where some of these guys came from with Derek Carr, who stays in the pocket a lot, from the you know the Patriots, who had Tom Brady for a long time um, over there, but they had Cam Newton last year, who then mm. complete opposite of what Patty is now, mm. where he would run a lot more than he would pass options. So um, I think they're just they're struggling to find their mojo, both on the offensive line and their defense. Mm. They do have weapons on the offense. They got the alien, the quarterback. Uh, I think they should beat the Giants. Giants are banged up. Um, you know, uh, mm. Daniel Jones can take as many one-handed catches as he wants, but I, don't, nice. I don't think they're beating the Chiefs. I agree, and I, th- I think the Chiefs do this quite mm. easily. Um, but yeah, if if they drop this game at home to the Giants, I will say the Giants' D is sneaky good. Yeah, so that may concern me a little bit. I think this might be closer than people think it's going to be. Ooh. Like your your statement, like they do it easy. I think with that defense and make it. Closer, like a low, not close, lower scoring. Let's okay. say it's lower scoring. Chiefs will still win, probably by t- two touchdowns, but it'll be lower scoring than people two think touchdowns. it is. Yeah. So you're taking with the line? Yeah. I, I can probably uh, let you know what that is. Yeah, uh, I have you got any of those uh, updates on Saquon Barkley? I imagine it's, mm. um, yeah, not much. Yeah, so I guess lucky for the Giants, they've got the Monday night football game. Extra um, day. Extra day, so... He is not officially practicing with the team. He's still working out with the trainers on the sideline. Um, I guess at the moment, day to day, it's probably whether or not the Giants want to risk putting him in do you have, early. Do you have their injury report in front of you? Because also their receiver is banged up. Kad- up Kadarius well. Tony's banged up. Sterling Shepard missed last game. Golloway. Yeah. Uh, Golladay. Golladay hasn't barely played this year. Mm. Um, mm. So if all of those guys are out, then they've got nothing left on offense, and they've got one of the worst offensive lines as well. So yeah, so it's why Daniel Jones is playing receiver last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So Caden Smith tight ends questionable. Evan Ingram tight ends questionable. Kadarius Tony's questionable. Everyone's questionable. everyone's questionable. They got a big injury report. Um, yeah, the defensive line though. Oh, defense, sorry, the defense side is a little bit more healthier. Mm, mm. Uh, Jabril Peppers injury reserve. Oh, Danny Shelton. No, Peppers, I think's done. Oh, injury reserve. Yeah, yeah. yeah he hurt himself really badly um, during the week. What? Yeah. What did he do? Uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in contract year, I think as yeah, well. That's yeah. that, that's, that's right. Feel, feel, feel in the secondary. Yeah. yeah. Look, this is only confirming uh, what I think will happen in this game. Uh, the Kansas. Oh, you you went Chiefs. Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs are dollar twenty-two at home. The Giants are four dollars thirty-five. Uh, the the line you said two touchdowns is nine and a half. Uh, so perhaps interesting there. And the over under is mm. fifty-two and a half points. I, I don't. I, I don't see the Giants scoring enough points to to justify going over there. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think the well, especially when you're looking at that line as well. Yeah, they're expecting yeah. Giants to be scoring. Yeah, well, I, I think yeah, like you said, Giants probably. Get 14 points, and I think the Kansas City Chiefs will do 28. I don't think they'll go 30 yeah, plus. 42, 40, that's 42 points. That gives you 10 points to spare there. Yeah. So, Tip so of the week, go under? Uh, I think unders in this. I like it. The Ravens and the Raiders are on buys. We only have the two teams on buys after the six-team buy-mageddon last week, mm-hmm. uh, and two pretty handy teams in the AFC there, so be aware of that. Fantasy owners of Lamar Jackson, of Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. Shout out Derek Carr. Uh, like he's second, he, I think, in yards for a he, quarterback. You, you know what I saw this week? He is uh, 
So he he threw 31 for 34 last week, over 90%. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all of NFL history, there's been three games where someone's done that. Yep. He's done it twice. Mm-hmm. So very, very accurate uh, passer and some respect needs to be put on his name. And I love when the media fucks it up and calls him David Carr and his brother, I'll take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the age gap between those two? Yeah, well, I think David Carr must be. I think David was a lot first round pick him. in like 01 or some shit like, like that. I feel like it's 12 year gap between them, maybe. Yeah, maybe not for double that many double digits. I'd say it's between 8 and 10. That's my thought. <laughs> get the under overs on. <laughs> yeah, under overs on. Marx, can you get us an answer on. David first Derek. We've got uh, David Carradine coming up. Uh, <laughs> How the hell is that happening? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. David Carr and I'll do Derek if you want. David is 42. So uh, Derek would be about 20. Dude, it's like, this is like yeah, 14, 15 years. Easy. Yeah. Derek's 30. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I wonder if they have so a couple 12, of brothers. 12, 12, 12 years. years yeah. 12 can, years. can you get anything on their family real quick? Are they just two brothers or do they have a whole bunch of brothers in between them? Um, years we've got Darren Carr as a brother. Oh, big Daz, big Dick Daz. Yeah, he looks burly. He doesn't look like a quarterback. <laughs> big, big Daz. No, I can't yeah. find. I can't find anything on full family here. But yeah, that's. I guess interesting. Twelve years, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, just three brothers in the family. Yeah. What what some way consider a surprise? I think for the Carr family for Darren. <laughs> Shout out to my youngest brother, Sam, who is nine years younger than me. <laughs> well, I think same with my brother, so there you go. Mm. That'll do us for the NFL. NFL, uh, hour and yep. probably 20, I think, in the books for this week. Yeah, uh, okay, wrapped up. Yeah, a lot of games. Uh, kick us off for the NRL. And, oh, <coughs> fuck me. The NBA, please, while I take a break. So the NBA announced their top 75 players uh, this week. Uh, it turned out to be 76 due to some tie. I'm not sure how they couldn't. Worked that one out. Uh, But it was in commemoration of the 75th anniversary of the league. Uh, Some notable snubs included Dwight Howard, Manu Ginobili, uh, multiple uh, NBA champion, obviously led Argentina to a gold medal. Uh, Maybe they don't consider the international game. And Mm. Clay Thompson, um, been sitting on the pine for just about two years now with these horrific Injuries, his ACL and his Achilles, and the Warriors. Uh, just you know, you don't want to kick a man while he's down or anything. The bloke is barely paid for two years. They got him a jersey which said Clay Thompson '77. You know, just missing out on the top seventy-five. Uh, Clay, right. Clay took it pretty well. Um, yeah. had, had a bit of a laugh about <laughs> it. Do feel for the bloke. All reports are he's maybe a month away. That's so good. The Warriors they've started pretty well. Uh, when uh, you imagine Clay Thompson coming back into that side, yeah. they might be a, a force uh, to come later in the year. Our Paddy Mills, uh, we spoke about him last week uh, on opening night, went seven for seven from three-point range. He backed that up in his next game, making three three-pointers, the uh, first player in NBA history to start a season uh, to go 10 for 10 from three-point range. Uh, it took him uh, into his into the third game for him to actually miss a three-pointer. That was against Charlotte. Uh, he's also um, put up 21 points in 23 minutes against the Wizards. Kyrie Irving, um, look, the Nets haven't 
I think they're two and three. Uh, they haven't really been putting their results on the board, but Paddy Mills is firing for us Aussie fans. Uh, surely, surely. Uh, has Irving been playing any of the away games? No, has has not played just yet. So um, I think the Nets are going pretty hard on this stance with Kyrie. Look for us Aussie uh, basketball fans. It's we'll good, take to, it. good to see Paddy firing there at his new gig. Uh, there in Brooklyn. Speaking... Because what we love is Australians uh, doing excellent things in basketball. Well, Josh Giddy, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned uh, the second youngest player ever to have 10 assists in the NBA, 19 years of age. Uh, and a, a guy, you might have heard of him, LeBron James. Uh, he, was the, he was the youngest guy <laughs> to do that. So Josh Giddy in pretty good company there. Uh, already uh, people starting to see him leading that OKC side around mm-hmm. at, at such a young, tender age. Um, boys, do you remember 19? Jeez. <laughs> Long time ago. It's a few years ago now. Long yeah. time ago. Uh, to be out there commanding an NBA side around is very impressive. Uh, the, the, the sky is the limit there for Josh Giddy. Um, the Suns Definitely. beat the Lakers at their own uh, house on Friday night, and there was a bit of a spat between AD and Dwight Howard, teammates, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it makes you this. wonder all this money in, in you know, putting together, uh, you know, a superstar team, perhaps some of the egos might be getting in the way of it. Yeah, well, that's always a challenge you have with, you know, the megastars. I don't want to say they're all divas, but they've they've all got their own... You know, they've all got all sonas and yeah. they've all done it their own way to get to the point where they're at. Yeah. So when you put them all together, um, you know, they're all alphas. So who's yeah, they're all, you think you think LeBron you think LeBron's gonna be leading the team. Yeah. He's he's LeBron, but also he's hurt at the moment. Mr. Fuse. So Mr. Fuse. Mm. So yeah, maybe they're trying to who's number two essentially, he's trying to assert themselves. Uh Dwight Howard, of course, being there probably in the back end of his career compared mm. to where A D yeah. is as a no no not a the youngest player in the world, but as in a guy that's definitely sending himself into the upper echelons of the league, yeah. but as, at a still a young age comparable to the other guys we just mentioned. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, Lakers will be an interesting team. I think they're kind of the team that will struggle the first quarter of the year. They need to hit their strap. You know, they they got to click. That chemistry's got to hit, it, hit, and then they'll probably blow some teams out of the water and they'll have a really good run towards the end of the season. And deep into the playoffs – if they stay healthy with the retirement home they have <laughs> over there with the, the old men playing basketball for them. <laughs> I'm not sold on this Lakers team. Uh, a week is a, mm, it's not that long in the grand scheme of the NBA, but just a little bit of unrest there. LeBron being hurt mm. uh, when when Russ Westbrook has come in to take over, uh, you know, with LeBron out, turn the ball over a lot. They blew uh, a massive lead the other day. Um, I, oh, who was that against? The, was it against the Suns? Uh, they played someone else besides the Suns because I think Russell got a triple double, didn't he, the other day? Yeah, well, he got a quadruple double actually because he had ten turnovers <laughs> in in that one. It wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't the Suns. It was a, a team that they they should have been. Uh, was My, it Knicks or OKC? I have a feeling it was some orange and blue team. Monks will bring it up. That's fine for us. Who are the Lakers played? Just Lakers schedule for us. I was just proving more. I was, uh, it was OKC. It was okay. OKC. Okay, yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah, there we go. Right yeah. They're up 26 points at the half 
in that one. Because yeah. I do remember, because our boy was leading them I uh, think that to was the victory in that game. So yeah. there you go. We've, gone, we've come full circle here. <laughs> um, a few blokes had massive games, so shout out just quickly to the blokes that put up 40 during the week. Miles Turner for the Pacers. Uh, he's looking pretty good. He also had 10 rebounds that night. Uh, PG-13. Playoff George, uh, he put up 41, but they lost to the Grizzlies in that one. And another bloke that put up 40 in a loss was Ja Morant. He is going in the right direction. Uh, watch him grow this year. He's an all-star this year, I think. And speaking of, Jason Tatum, his second game of 41, uh, of 40 plus, I should say, in their win over the Hornets. But boys, Ben Simmons, what is going on with him? Uh, the 76ers... Joel Embiid well, seems like he sort of well, backtracked on his comments from a week true, ago. True, but one, they haven't won a game also without him. So they've struggled to start the year. Yes, yes. Um, probably because of all the other media hype and all the big bar of bullshit that's going on. Mm. Uh, by all accounts, Ben, you know, he got kicked out of training the other day. And by all accounts, it was what we thought it was. He was turning up like Marshall and Liz. I just don't want to get fined. Um, doing yeah. the absolute bare minimum. Some reports he stood in the one spot for 40 minutes of training. Because, uh, you know, he doesn't want to – obviously, he's, he's trying to be there for leverage, as in I'm happy to just show up and do fuck all for the mm-hmm. next four years if you don't trade me. Uh, as, the bare yeah. minimum. Yeah. So uh, he wants out. I think he's had enough of Philly. Um, they tried to smooth it over – the fans, I think, were chanting, where's Ben Simmons yep. um, at the game. So Philadelphia not known for its uh, empathetic, uh, <laughs> caring fans. <laughs> no, not at all. So whether they actually want him there or whether it's just, a, just bullshit, it's like, do something with Ben. You've got to sort that shit out. So mm. one, we can either move forward with it or we can cut loose and, again, move forward with the new situation, whoever the difference maker is they want as the replacement. Um, but I don't think Ben... Sees out the season the way they are, where no. he just turns up, doesn't get fined, uh, makes his money, um, probably doesn't get any match payments, but makes bare minimum of his contract for his money uh, and um, just hangs around. I think they will have to move him and uh, potentially sooner rather than later. Because uh, the Sixers, they, the 76ers, they need to start winning, winning matches. If they're uh, three and two. Uh, three and two. Outside of Ben, Joel Embiid is. is Machine, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, it's it's not a good thing for the team dynamic to have. Uh, no, look, I'll say it. Uh, mm. Him being a diva. Well, um, I think well they did bury him, so he does have rights to say like the coach buried me, a bead buried me off after the past, like probably rightful criticism. But you know, do that behind closed doors, not in front of the media. It, it has been very public, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a huge falling out of there, and so he's. He's just like, well, you guys don't have my back. Fuck you. I'm, I'm wanting to go somewhere where mm. I feel wanted. Mm. So I can see mm. see that side of the story as well. Um, but, you know, he's doing the other side of it. He's kind of looking like the villain because he's trying to push push his agenda and trying to get out. So and to, uh, both sides, I think, need to work something out where they both feel happy with it and we can move forward and don't have to talk about this shit. Because Ben Simmons' watch is not something I want to report on every single week. <laughs> Indeed. True. Is that something there, Max? Um, yeah, just real quickly, I guess. Um, Legends of the game, both Alan Iverson and Charles Barkley both sort of came out this week as well saying that... Both were at the 76ers? Yeah, both yeah, were at the 76ers. 76ers. Um, Iverson was was sort of backing um, Simmons a little bit, saying the crowd, once the crowd, once the supporters 
um, lose your back. Well, it's a tough crowd to, I guess, perform in front of. Sure. Yeah. And then, but Barkley on the other side was saying Simmons probably burned the bridges yep. with the I team in the locker fair. room and the mm-hmm. supporters. So they're both sort of saying, yeah, it seems pretty unattainable there. Um, yeah, so it looks like he'll be moving on. It's messy. Yes. Like watching your parents get divorced, you know, just it's just dragging out. That actually hasn't <laughs> happened to any of us, but I can only empathise. <laughs> Luckily, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, with with what it would feel like, uh, it's yeah, it seems it's like the, the writing is on the wall. Yeah. Uh, it would seem for Ben Simmons yeah, well, and the no one's happy, and something needs to be done. Correct, I think correct, correct for correct. everyone involved. Let's think of the children. <laughs> 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 let's let's talk about. Uh, the the week in basketball and the standings. Uh, the Utah Jazz are undefeated. They're we, the which is the team that absolutely no one talks about. Well, Same thing as last we year. Spoke, we, spoke well, we, we speak about them, but no, everyone else this is like kind of ignores the fact that Jazz, um, you know, currently undefeated, had an awesome record last year, and they just. Well, they flamed out in the playoffs. But anyway. They <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that, it, that, that, that people worry about. You, The yeah. Jazz will be... A, they play excellent team basketball, but... They'll be a force. They'll yeah. be a force. We did speak last week on the pod uh, that the Lakers and the Nets were short price favourites um, to take out the East and the West. We thought it was way too short to be putting money on either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Jazz, the Warriors are off to a good start without Clay. Uh, so very uh, good... Uh, he should be back very soon, by the yeah, accounts. I think we, uh, when you went out for a wee, I think we were speaking maybe a month, may, within within a month. Yep. No need to rush. Long year, long year. You just want him coming into, um, you know, into the playoffs feeling good. Uh, he'll probably play about half a season by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, over in the East, uh, a few disappointing sort of starts. Uh, the Nets are two and three. You wouldn't have expected that. The Celtics are two and three. You also wouldn't have ex- expected that. Uh, it is also very early in the year. The New York Knickerbockers, uh, they picked up Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker in the offseason. Well, the one that impresses me there, I think, is number four, the Bulls. Mm. Um, because they've had basically a whole rebuild in the offseason with all the guys they've brought in. So they've obviously done a good enough job. They've started off the season really, really well. Four and ball, one. Ball, I think, is over there playing pretty well for them. So. And Zach Levine is looking like a superstar there. Obviously early days in the NBA, but it's back. Yeah. It's nice to see uh, daily basketball. Uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll touch back uh, in a week's time. And a week is a long time in the NBA. A lot can happen. Uh, and hopefully it's not just the Ben Simmons report next week. Yes. That's it. Let's have, have a look at some soccer, boys. Yeah, a little bit of soccer news. Uh, we saw some goals in the APL mm-hmm. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, they tended to be uh, just to the one side. Chelsea <laughs> consolidated this, their, their uh, top-of-the-table position. Seven they put on Norwich, the poor Canaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watford mm-hmm. beating Everton 5-2. Man City 4-1. Uh, Brighton were fourth last week. I think they've dropped it down to a, a measly fifth. Uh, so so good good stuff out of them. And the big talking point was United getting embarrassed at home at the Theatre of Dreams, uh, the Theatre of Nightmares, more like <laughs> it, on the weekend. Five zip to Liverpool. Mo Salah, he, uh, he's got a hat-trick. Uh, I think it's undeniable now that he is the best striker in the world. Uh, a lot yeah. a lot of noise around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, is his job in trouble? Time will tell. Uh, with that list, they probably shouldn't be getting done like that at home. Uh, in terms mm. of guys that actually did 
he'd get in trouble. Uh, Barcelona coach Ronald Koeman, he's gone. He was at the um, at the helm for 14 months, mm-hmm. uh, and it's an absolute shit show there. One of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, obviously, losing Messi was was massive. Pretty hard to replace one of the best players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like he was pretty involved in uh, losing Luis Suarez. And boys, could you imagine Barcelona have 15 points out of 10 games in La Liga? I think they're ninth. Uh, do you know who is top of La Liga? It will surprise you. Well, I'm assuming it's then not it, Madrid or Jan- Juventus. Um, no, that's Italian. It wouldn't be Juventus. <laughs> they're, they're, trying, yeah. they're in Italy. It's getting late for me now. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're talking about nah. soccer. Uh, yeah. It's probably not... Uh, and La Liga at that. Your, yeah. your strongest point. Yeah, Spanish, Re- Spanish soccer is not my, my strong suit. Real Sociedad uh, is, top, is top of La Liga, 10 games into it. Um, and I think Real Madrid is second. I think Atletico is sixth. So it's the world's the oyster in La Liga yeah. there. Uh, and Barcelona really reeling after the loss of uh, one of the best players in all time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, big time. Final round, lads. Final round. Let's go. We need to kick yep. off, of course, with USC and a little bit of boxing news. Um, the big fight over the weekend, we talked about it last week, Paulo Costa taking on Marvin Vittori. Um, this was going to be a catch weight at 195 and it ended up being at 205 because Costa couldn't cut the weight. As we said last week, he came into that press conference at 211. So in total, he capped six pounds and I think... A lot of the other UFC fighters were getting stuck in him. was like, you do that in 30 minutes. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's light work. <laughs> uh, so what's really going on there? We joked. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll nick that. We joked, um, you know, he about he, he had training camp issues and uh, his doctor not being available for his potential cycle off. Because um, <laughs> he looked whammed in this fight. He was absolutely massive, um, even bigger than Vittori, considering they're both meant to be middleweights. He looked very, very big in this one. Uh, overall, was a pretty good fight uh, from all aspects. Everyone was worried about Costa's cardio coming into this, but not having to cut weight really. That was my main him. concern, yeah. They had the most, the fifth most significant strikes, of the highest uh, with a guy not named Holloway within the fight. Mm. Um, but very much, Vittori won the rounds. Uh, he did eat a huge head kick at one point. Uh, but you know he's he's boxing to keep the, the right distance and the takedowns he needed at the right time, really did enough to st- um, to stifle Paul Costa's power game where he really was trying to take his head off. Mm. Um, but to Costa's credit, he maintained the pace for five rounds, um, pl- tried to maintain his pace at least, get off his big shots and try to do damage. But Fatori gets the win here. I think it was four mm. one on the judges' cards, and I think that was a fair assessment from what I saw. Of this fight, very good for Vittori. Puts him back square into that conversation about UFC uh, middleweight title contention. Mm-hmm. Paul Costa, by all accounts, will stay at two hundred five. Dana doesn't want him to try and push down to middleweight anymore. What's What's your take on this, boys? Is it fair to just then go? Oh, we'll do a you know semi catch weight, and and Paulo's fighting at a much heavier weight than Vittori. You, yeah, well, you've you, got a, you could see the size difference in the two of them. And you've got a long mm. time to prepare. Well, that's the thing. You sign the contract at 185. The professionalism side of it is you need to get down to that and be able to, just, to be able to do that. But kind of the um you know, the stance that Costa took came in coming into the fight where mm. it was very much just like 
not that I'm bigger than the sport, but that, hey, I'm a big name. If you want to make sure this fight happens, you got to meet my terms, mm. which was not the terms originally agreed in the contract. But Vittoria was like, hey, I want to make this fight happen. Um, probably quietly confident he could get the win in this. Yeah, yeah. So, and, well, you know, yeah. it is a huge fight for them both in the division, both having lost recently to the champion that they need to push themselves back into that conversation. Mm, so, that's it. Yeah, huge props on Vittoria, like, Taking that fight. Did get 20% of Costa's, of course, purse, but still, yeah. like, he did fight a dude that probably had 20 plus pounds on him by the yeah. time they gave fight time. Wow. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, knowing that you could walk away with an L from that um, with such that huge weight difference is, yeah, huge props to Vittori. So, Costa stays a light heavyweight, I think. Um, which is kind of interesting. There's some fun fights there. Um, the light heavyweight championships on this weekend. Uh, mm. And, you know, putting Costa in that conversation does interest me. He's a good fighter. I just think the professionalism of the fight week and how it all went down, but, don't but, think it's what you want to say. But if he's getting banged up at guys by middleweights when he can't make weight, I mm. don't see him going into light heavyweight and bothering a Jan Blahovic or Depends or on what source he's on. If he... <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Speaking of, Jan Blahovic takes on Glover Teixeira uh, in the light heavyweight championship of the world, UFC 267 on Fight Island, yep. which does put it at a bit of a weird time for us here mm-hmm. down under. Early morning. Very early morning. Uh, some some other very interesting uh, fights on the main card. Peter Yarn taking on Corey the Sandman, Sandhaken, uh, and another, mm. an interesting one here, lightweight. So I, th- I think that's for the interim belt as well because yeah, Sterling had pulled out, of course, trying to rematch Jan. Yeah. Um, mm. So it's they all just about a co-main event, really. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a, it's a big fight. And then uh, some, some other really interesting ones there on the main card, Islam Makachev taking on New Zealand's Dan Hooker. That's his Pretty second fight in two, 36 days. Yeah, yeah. He fought last month, wasn't it? Yep, yep 25th. How the hell do people do that? I uh, want to know. It and considering he was partying with uh, Volk afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she obviously got straight back in camp, made lightweight again. That's so, nuts. Man. And he's he's a tall bloke as well. Yeah. He, he cuts yeah. to get to that. Mm. To do that in a month, ridiculous. Oh, yes. Uh, and well, he, he looked cut at the Wayne. He looked so cut. So yeah. cut. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, just stay in camp for a whole <laughs> extra month. True. Yeah, he didn't go home. <laughs> he just stayed in camp. Yeah. And uh, heavyweights, Alexander Volkov taking on Marcin Tybura. That's mm. probably the most interesting ones on uh, the main event there. Uh, let's go to the big one, boys. Uh, could you see Glover knocking off Blahovic? Uh, I think Glo- if Glover is old. He's, yeah, 41 or 42. If he wins, he'd be the oldest UFC champion, I think. Or maybe DC's got that record. He is 42. 42. Maybe I, DC doesn't have He'll be up there as well. I can't the imagine. I don't think anyone's been a champion at that age. Yeah. But, hey, he could do it. And got to take on Yarn, of course, though. World of experience. I don't see the, that, po- that. the Polish power, oh, boys. man. And he just looks so big at light heavyweight. <laughs> he makes the weight and then you you uh, see him and you're like, that motherfucker isn't 205 when he's in that, no, in he's that octagon. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild, man. And in his power, yeah, don't sleep on Blahovic's power. He... He is a scary motherfucker. Look, Glover, if it go, if it goes to the ground, you know that that BJJ kind of side of things. Maybe, maybe, uh, but uh, yeah. All, all Glover's recent fights have been stand up battles. Uh, Yarn for mine. Yeah, Yarn for mine for me. Hopefully, yeah. last longer than the first round. 
I, I, I don't want to see Glover go out there and just get annihilated like he did against, say, Rumble or something in the past. Like, and it's sad. You want to see him have a good fight. It's sad, man. When someone who's been an elite athlete for so many years and, you know, a staple of the sport, you know, maybe they should have hung up the gloves a little bit, you know, a few years ago. You don't want him to go out there and get, you know, f- fucking embarrassed on, on the main stage. Uh, I'm just bringing up the odds here. Blahovic, twenty-five, perhaps a little shorter... At, than one would expect, but I don't see him losing this. Uh, no, no, I think he keeps so. Yarn and Sanhagen. Uh, Yarn is a dollar thirty-seven to Sanhagen's two ninety-two. Could we see Sanhagen pulling off an upset here? Uh, I'd if if yeah. I think is Sanhagen coming off a loss. Yeah, he coming. He he, he, he lost had, had Nell last time. I'm pretty sure. Who did he lose? Did he lose to Sterling? Uh no. Who did he lose to? He lost to someone interesting. Can you bring that one up for uh, Corey Sanhagen? Was was it um, TJ? Am I misremembering this? He did fight TJ. Yeah, it's off T- It's TJ. Was yeah, it. he lost to TJ. Yeah, yeah. so you know that wasn't long back ago. In July. Yeah, July. It was yeah. not that long ago, and you know it's interesting. He's been pushed kind of straight into this coma. Maybe this isn't an interim title fight, but they've kept this fight alive. But Jan, like, he was beating Sterling pillar to post, um, of course, through the illegal knee mm. um, and uh, deep in that fight after dominating it throughout. Like, we knew he was going to win that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so can he beat ja- – can can Sanhagen beat Jan after losing to TJ Gilsaw? I'm doing some UFC mass here. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, my my favourite Jan, his box is just elite and he's – He's just so good. Also hard to go past Yarn. However, if mm. uh, you put a gun to my head and I had to pick Glover Tukshira to get the upset or Corey Sandhagen, I'd take the Sandman. Yeah, true. I think so, yeah. Uh, Randy Couture, oldest UFC champion, 45. 45? <laughs> true, yeah. <laughs> he, he, did, he did re-win that belt like four or five times. So. That would have been like UFC 50 or something? No, 100 and something. Figure though. this you one out. You reckon it's in the 100s? Actually, no, what was UFC 100 was Brock, so it must be before... Th- no, no, it was at UFC 200. Was I Brock. don't think it's triple digits for Randy Couture. No, UFC 100 was Brock, and he would have won it before then. It's so probably before... Be- I'd say 80-90s before he... Lo- I think um, he lost it. So the last time he won the belt was UFC 68. Let's go. Yeah, and when... A long did- time ago. So, well, if he had the belt then, when was his next fight? So he... So that was in March 2007. In August 2007, he lost – oh, sorry, defended the belt in UFC 74. I did, full disclosure, in 2007, I didn't know what the UFC was. <laughs> well, Randy Couture leaked, yeah. uh, won both light yeah. heavyweight and lightweight yeah. um, divisions. I remember so. we like got into it when oh, UFC just 100. Coming, just coming out of school. Like, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, um, I think 100 was big and pretty sure that was Lesnar and GSP. Um, yeah, I think about eighty was where I got really deep into it, and I've watched back I think up to fifty. So there's about thirty UFCs that I haven't watched yet <laughs> um, in between between the the fifty and eighties. What are the yeah. first like one to thirty like? They would be. Let me put it put it this the way: ru- the rules were very different. Oh, different, but uh, I think from thirty thirty into the forties, kind of uh, cemented uh, where they are now. But the yeah. big difference was 
um, they stood them up a lot quicker. So the ground game was a lot less. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, they're actually a lot more fast-paced and action-packed than, okay, say, the fights we get now. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't allow the elite groundwork to happen. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a very different way of UFC than what we have now. Um, yeah, but they there's there's some sort of really good fights, you know. It goes to the ground, they're there for about ten seconds, and like even Herb's still there, and Herb will stand mm. them up because that's mm. the direction. And then they just go away and start banging on each other, and you're just like, you know, watching that. They, they, essentially, it was the UFC that was like, you got to kill a man. You know, he's like, we want we want blood, <laughs> violence. we want violence. Exactly, that was that was their calling card. Whereas now it's more of turned to a, a sport. Elite, uh, yeah sport elite yeah. technique, mm. um, and especially the ground side of it has. You know, even after Gracie in the very early days, yeah. is, you know, kind of, kind of going back to that because they had the, I don't want to call them meatheads, but they had the big wrestlers come through, mm. um, yep. which really dominated the ground and pound, the violent side of it, then the stand-up yep. fights. You know, Chuck Liddell's a classic one. Excellent history, like even for a sport that's, what, 98? That's not even 30 years old. So. Younger than we are. Yeah. yeah. And not, another really yeah. big growing sport mm. um, out there. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. As we said early for fight fans here in mm. Australia, uh, don't miss it uh, because it is in Fight Island. It is not in the United States. So the main card work, we're expecting 8, eight o'clock in the morning Australian time. Yep. Um, so, so get up early if you want to catch that one. Boys, Conor McGregor, he's in the news again uh, for all the wrong reasons. Uh, we kind of... I think Punching this, another bloke, of course. This happened before our last ep. We kind of only just cottoned on. Well, um, they, they no, pressed charges in between it. It so. was, I think, it, it was as it was live because I remember seeing it as it. we were talking yeah, about yeah, UFC right. last week. Uh, we just didn't get to it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he was out partying after the baptism of his son. Um, take as, that, as you do. Yeah, <laughs> take that as you will. Um, and he was with uh, Italian DJ Francesco Facinetti. Who I had a look. He's got uh, over one million followers on Instagram. He's a pretty well-known DJ. Uh, apparently, they're having a good time, and then things turned south very quickly. McGregor uh, landed a few on him and broke his nose. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in front of ten witnesses. Uh, I'm not sure if charges have been laid. I don't know if you guys have got anything. I, th- to I add think that there. was the big story. Well, the big part of the story was yeah, the the DJ was going to press. Um, assault charges or some shit like that. So I don't think he was arrested, but those charges have been pressed. Um, whether they'll get squashed quickly or not, who knows? Mm. But they're, they're, yeah, that was part of the report. What is? How does this make you feel about Connor these days? I thought about this and then I went well, back to it and I kind of remember it was like, he's an Irish lad. So what do we expect? Honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. he's just a lad... And, you know, not from not not from the hood, but he's he's just a, he's from a low economic area of Ireland. He he punched his way out of it. Um, you know, there's of course Irish gang violence and the Irish, um, you know, uh, football hooligans like the whole kind of that sentiment. Like that's where he comes from. He's like, what do you expect? We just give him a billion dollars. That's all we've done. Yeah, and made him a massive yeah. public figure. It's like right. he solves problems with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, that shit hasn't changed. So before we continue this this this, this oh, discussion, discussion, wow, <laughs> only two. COVID's hit me hard. Um, so he was in Rome because he baptized his son at the Vatican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what does do- that what does that tell you about 
He's got too much fucking money. He's just like, <laughs> I'll get on my $100 million yacht and we'll sail down the fucking Vatican so I can get my son baptised um, just to show, you know, like it's it's all simple. But you got to remember, he's well, still an Irish lad. I think it goes beyond that. I think there's something like he's got that much money that he thinks that he can just do whatever he wants yeah. and there's no exactly. repercussions. Yeah, yeah, well, he's an entertainer. That's, that's his... No, he's a that's, spotlight. He's, he, what, that's, that's his, not, that's uh, not his agenda. Just, his agenda. Just, just punching a DJ in the face is not entertainment. You do that in an octagon. And f- quite frankly, he, he's been shit in the octagon of late. Like, yeah. Well, he's uh, he's fighting killers. Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah, trying to... Yeah. I don't want to be the defender of Conor McGregor here on the table. <laughs> but I, 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 I kind of come to realise it's like, he's an Irish meathead that we gave fuckloads of money to that he thinks he can get away with what he wants. But he's still an Irish meathead. So I was like, well, yeah. You never forget what Conor McGregor brought to the sport, no. and the the excitement, yeah. you know, that, that he brought that, that yeah. he brought in the casual fan. Yeah, but, but it's not the sport that it is. How do he do it? No, with his hands, <laughs> like I said, he solves all these problems with his hands. Yeah, I'm I'm off him. I'm I'm well off him. I think the Poirier fight. I made that known on this podcast. I would love to see Poirier go out there and beat him. He did that. Mm. Uh, for mine, Conor makes more noise out of the octagon these days. Then he does in it. Um, he needs a win in a bad way. Yeah, that is and he, for sure. You can't take away what he achieved, but yeah, like you say, monkey. I think he th- he thinks he's bigger than the sport itself, and um, yeah, that that ego for mine is is getting a bit on the nose. Mm. Yeah. I tell you, who's uh, someone that we might be able to get <laughs> around, uh, whose ego is uh, is well in check. Uh, he's a bit. I, I thought you were going to talk about Logan Paul for a second. I was like, "What the fuck?" No, <laughs> keep going. Keep I was going to talk about young Harry Garside. He's a bit of a unusual cat. We saw him in the Olympics. He won a bronze medal, uh, Australia's first bronze medal in boxing for donkey's years since before we were born. Uh, he's he's apparently set to go uh, on the Tim Sue undercard later in November. Uh, he paints his nails. He's you know outspoken about uh, expressing yourself and and mental health. He's mm-hmm. he's worked as a plumber, um, and now he's he's set to make his professional debut. And he's got champion trainer Johnny Lewis coming out of retirement to mentor him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Lewis has mentored most of the great Australian bo- boxers of late. So looking forward to see Harry uh, going at it. Uh, won some fans at the Tokyo Olympics and wishing him all the best. Yeah, definitely. definitely yeah. yeah. Uh, be, uh, uh, I think we need to talk more about that card, but I think we'll save that when it gets closer. Yes. Um, Not far t- off. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Tim Zoo. It's kind of gone under the, under the radar a little bit. I think there's been a bit of hoopla about um, COVID and how, where they're going to f- have that fight, etc. But I think shit's starting to get sorted out in this country. As you can see, I can now touch Peps instead of watching him go <laughs> like this and not... Talk to me. Um, Isn't that you when you give me uh, two blowjobs in one uh, <laughs> podcast? That's what we spoke about before, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> oh, you not a fan of it. <laughs> Look, I'm excited. I haven't seen you guys for a long oh, time. It's, it's great being back in the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we might have to go back to long distance if this keeps up. Uh, <laughs> I say, do you want me to sit between you two? But I don't. I'm scared. Apple <laughs> <laughs> tail, baby. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going moving forward. Yeah, I mentioned Logan Paul. The news during the week: Logan Paul uh, potentially having a fight against Mike Tyson. Um, I've, re- I think in what the notes it says "lol." There is this happening? 
I think it's the chat. They're trying to put the fight together. Whether it happens or not, who oh, knows? But everyone would be interested. Well, you got to, yeah, yeah. Mike Tyson's had um, you know some of those uh, grandpa fights against retired legends. Mm. Uh, of course, Logan Paul went the distance with Floyd Mayweather. Um, of course, obviously, the both have sold pretty well. People eyeballs talking about boxing, etc. Uh, someone obviously had the genius idea how about we put the two together Logan is big but he's not heavyweight Mike Tyson big I don't think he's taller than him he's taller I mean we're talking 5'11 versus 6'2 yep. um, probably roughly the same sort of weight uh, but we are talking about Mike Tyson who's what 50, 60 pounds heavier than what Floyd was yeah. in comparison so well who, who would you rather fight Floyd Mayweather now or Mike Tyson now uh, probably neither, because <laughs> it's still gonna fucking kill me. That's if a business you decision. That's a business decision. Yeah, well, that, I'd rather fight Floyd Mayweather. Like you know, like yeah. de- de- defensively, the you know undefeated, one of one of the quickest feet, one of the quickest hands in boxing ever. But made a living out of not getting hit. Well, you know what Mike Tyson made a living out of? Killing people. Yeah, well, I I think that's the point. You you're, you're saying I'm gonna get knocked out by Floyd Mayweather. But I'm probably not going to have long-term brain damage. I get knocked out by Mike Tyson. I will have long-term brain damage. Floyd, for You're me personally, gonna... Floyd's going to have to get up on that step ladder and try and try and get one on me. But uh, your nose is big enough; you'll break one part. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah, he'll be out there breaking my nose like Connor's out there breaking poor Italian DJs. <laughs> Uh, I was just—I you know, wanted just, to check if it's a relation or not, but <laughs> you go back far enough, probably is. Um, look. I, I just remember Tyson's like videos leading up to that fight. He had like, he's still got so much power behind those. He's hands. a fucking oh, weapon. Yeah. Would, he, he throws one of his lethal hooks. Um, you go nine night. That's that's the answer to that. And Logan Paul, he ate punches to potentially he got knocked out in that fight against Floyd, and Floyd held him up and was yeah. like, yeah. "Hey, we'll, we'll, I'll keep you up here and we'll keep going." Like, who knows what was going on. With all that, but you know, Mike Tyson's a different beast power wise, definitely. Even at mid fifties, uh, I'd love to say this. I, <laughs> yeah, for shits and giggles. Yeah, like, shits and gigs. It it does speak volumes as to where boxing is as a well, sport compared we, to what we had a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Wilder which was and late Wilder and Fury going mm. at it in one of the best heavyweight uh, bouts mm. in our memory. Yep. You know, we we can't remember back to the glory days well, of, of the heavyweight division. Um, so the last decade, at least, like it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. it'll probably go back to the last one I can think of was probably when um, Fury Fury won the belt from um, Vlad. Like it was like back that Klitschko, yeah. yeah, against Klitschko. Like I think that was one of those really big stepping tones. But then Klitschko had had that belt for a decade leading up to it, so yeah. no one, no one mm-hmm. cared at that point. So it was a surprise, and then we've built to the point where we are now. It's a weird, so, it's a weird place we're yeah. in, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird place. Yeah, yeah we've. Two decades, and we've got a couple of really good fights. We've built the storylines now. It's taking two decades to get to those mm. really good storylines in the heavyweight division, which is then driving that, driving boxing forward. Because outside of that, I, I, you know, Canelo's for casuals is probably Can the only one yeah. people know about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, I'd love to see it happen. Uh, I think Logan will probably get killed, but hey, people want to see that happen. How how much how many dollars uh, would you take to fight Mike Tyson? Uh, oh, depends how long's the fight. 
I don't know, eight rounds. Like he's gonna, oh, he's right. gonna kill you. It's gonna end in the first round. <laughs> it's gonna end with you on the canvas. Well, if it was a one round fight in three minutes, I think I can run hopefully long enough I that I can get I, out of that. I haven't seen you run for a good ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and to your credit, quite nimble actually back in the day. Quite nimble. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird, isn't it? Where the, the, it's no. it's like boxing's becoming the WWE. You know, it's it's like sports entertainment. Is that is exactly? That, mm. That's not too far mm. of a stretch of a comparison. Well, it's it's it? sports entertainment with potential. Well, there's physical harm, of course, in the WWE because they can get injuries. But sure. it's there's potential for knockouts. Let's like yeah. actual real yeah. knockouts. Yeah, people going to sleep. Um, and, you know, the the bloodthirsty human population that we are mm. um, wants to see that, and especially a guy that has the, the history in the background and Logan does. Yeah, everyone mm. wants to see him get knocked out and that's what sells pay-per-views. It sells the views. People want to tune in. Uh, and then when he's talking about Mike Tyson, who cares if he's 50? He's Mike. He's Iron Mike. Iron uh, Mike. He's the baddest mm. man on the planet. I'll tell exactly. you what, I wouldn't mind seeing Jake Paul fight him because I he seems more <laughs> incessant than his brother. Yeah. Well, even on that, like I think I was reading this week that um, that um, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury fight might not happen because Jake Paul is looking at fighting... Um, boxes worse than him just so they can keep his record up, I mm. guess. Yeah. And he's still going to be making money off that. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's just where the sport's at at the moment. It's like, But the other thing is, like, Tom Fury's not a huge name outside the boxing world either. Yeah. Uh, fighting ex-UFC, you know, champions, that that is because people know who they are. They are. Again, he's, mm. he's picking and choose the guys that people know that can potentially build up my profile, uh, like a Conor McGregor. So um, that that I'd prefer more. Will it ever happen? Probably not. But hey, it's, <laughs> I think that shit would be funny as fuck. Right. M- moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the Bumhole League. Um, so there's some news that the NRL uh, may be looking at a draft to tr- try and address the, uh, you know, the the bridge uh, between, between... The chasm, as you will. The chasm. <laughs> The, uh, the Grand Canyon that is uh, the difference between the good sides and the bad sides. What did you hear about this? Well, I think you've, that was the headline. And mm. I think all the sentiment from all the fans online was very much just like, you, you, you're, you've got a problem, you've got a parity problem here, mm. Uh, mm. and you've introduced rules that have affected that parity problem, but you don't want to address that issue. You want to add something else, um, which potentially may or may not fix this problem. Uh, but either way... If I'm the NRL, NRL draft, extra TV kind of event, need to make mm. money. Oh, I, okay. I think yeah, that, yeah. like, I, I think from that perspective, it might not here help the on-field product, but it helps the, 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 the zeros on the end of TV deals, mm. especially if they can build hype and build, you know, that that lead up to it, and you know, build the draft up. Yeah, yeah. Problem is, it probably goes the way the AFL draft currently is, and um. You know, though the VFL and though the, you know Nefel of old uh, are good competitions, they're not. There's just not that hype around the second, especially the rugby league. There's not a huge hype around the the, the lower grades, mm-hmm. and they are separated. You've got the New South Wales, the was it the Sydney Cup, and then you got Queensland Rugby League. Of course, mm-hmm. they play different. There's besides the the locals that really get around their teams. There's not a huge audience across the East Coast, which would get in and get involved with that. I don't, it's not like college football where there's hype no, everywhere. No. Like 
and that's very hard to emulate well, that, that's in, apples in Australia. And oranges. Oh, big time. So if they want an NFL style draft, you know, they're going to spend the next 50 years getting to that point. Mm. But I think maybe a draft system, I think it's good TV is what I think yeah. it adds to. Yeah. But I don't, I think it goes very much the way the AFL draft goes. And you see a lot of those AFL boys, especially out of Victoria, where they go, Shit, I didn't really want to go to Western Australia. Can I get traded back to Victoria after and a couple of years? We did see that a lot in this trade period in the AFL. Yeah. So I, w- I wonder if there's a lot of, you know, those, you know, Western Sydney, Sydney boys that get end up playing in Melbourne or Queensland or even fucking New Zealand. And they're like, uh, I'm after two years, this is not right for me. Send me elsewhere. It's interesting. It's always been spoken about, but it's never really been considered. That what makes me think is how real is this news? Is well, it just a story? If you think about the two probably most powerful teams currently with their backing in the league. Melbourne and Roosters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not going to want this. They're going to say, fuck no. We like our development. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and the third one, probably Brisbane. Mm. Again, they're just like, mm. hey, we're trying to protect all our juniors from from the Dolphins that aren't in Redcliffe mm. um, at the moment. So, you know, they're, they're not going to want to sign up to this. And some of the other clubs, maybe. But like I said, I think it's it, – they want to generate hype. They want to generate TV viewership. And it's another thing you can put in the off-season, about now, compete again with the AFL yeah. in, in November, December, when no one's talking about football mm. um, or talking about rugby league. And you get them talking about rugby league, you get them talking about off-season, so then they get prepared for March, pre-season or March, um, when the football kicks off again. I don't mind. When you sell it to me like that, I don't mind it. In practice, do I see it happening? No. Does it add any benefit? I don't think so. No, in terms of making mm. the league like the quality of the league, yeah, yeah having more parity and whatnot. Not now, but but having the spectacle of it, you know, we talk about the you know the AFL draft probably on a, on a lower level, but the NFL draft, the NBA draft, it's huge. Mm. Yeah. it brings it brings in eyeballs, right? and it gets all that hype going. Mm. They have excellent feeder systems. Sure, I think that's my sure. point, the, and yeah. everyone gets around those feeder systems. But how how different would it be to the AFL? You know how. How much of Nick Dacos have you watched this year? You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's all around the story. You know, where True. where are they from? True. Who's the old man? You know, how have they been going in, in their mm. own competition? I don't think you necessarily need that American audience like you do with a college basketball or college uh, football kind of setting. I, I think, you know, the AFL's shown, and they've done it for... 25 years plus, yeah, long. Uh, you know, that, that it is a, a point of interest and in more recent years having it televised and a bit of hoopla around it, it, well, it it's kind of interesting. Well, I think the AFL is at the, that point mm. now where they're kind of finally hitting that that main that mainstream like hey let's they just can commercialise it. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and, and they've, they have mimicked an American approach where we're like, okay, what's the measurables? What's a two, yeah. what's what's a two K time trial? You know, yeah. but that, that, the, the proper combine and stuff. Yeah, that's what so. they got. That yeah. and you know, and they've got kicking drills, and you know, and they they've got these kids going through these. Hey, tr- it's an excellent formula. They'll just copy it. Like, same. I'd say, again, rugby league. Like, I don't think there's any benefit now, but like, if you want to get to the point where AFL is now, you got to spend the next twenty five years getting to that point. Like, it's, it's you got to start if you want to do it. Start, yeah. and then you just got to stick with it, and then. Yeah, hopefully you, in the 20, 25 years' time, you have the benefit that it is a huge spectacle. People love it. People talk more about grassroots football. Mm-hmm. They get into, you know, they get around more of their local clubs because they've gotten more skin in the game and the professional game as well. Um, you know, and you create that big model. That's, you know, 
again, go back to American mm. sports. That's what they've been doing for 100 years to get to the point they are now. And besides having a huge population and massive viewership and billions of dollars, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they get to that point. So, you know, people still tune in. You still got to yeah. you got to have a product that 20 million people plus people want to tune in every week um, in the States. Uh, so that's kind of what they're trying to emulate here. And I'd be very, I'd be very interested in an NRL draft. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's imagine. It's, so, so let's take the rookies out of this year, right? You've yeah. got Sam Walker, you've got Reese Walsh, that performed at a high level. Yeah, they just dominated, or well, Queensland Queensland Cup for them. Imagine, yeah. you know, it's are going, they going one and two? Who's going to go first? And it's the storylines. It's a talking point. Yeah, but they would have ended up at Brisbane and Canterbury. So. <laughs> So not that far removed from where they ended up. Yeah. Well, they reject. <laughs> one of those clubs rejected both of them. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea of it. Ah, uh, neither. But does it? Yeah. Eventuate? I don't think so. No. Does it any? Does it add anything next season? No. Mm. Or if they do it, if it does anything next season, no. Does it? Have, does it address the issues they have in the current product with no. the rule set? No. no. So, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It's it's another. It's not a band aid. It's not even the right band aid. It's just another yeah. thing that they're thinking of to add. Probably no understanding of the consequences. Yeah. Well, then the on field product is probably what you need to think about more. There's even talk about the two ref system need to come back. This year, after everyone had been ignoring it for a long time, um, especially during COVID where they got rid of it, um, and everyone was like, oh, no one was talking about it, and now they brought it back up. It was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should go back to that two ref system. Anyway, they don't know. They don't no, know the rules. Know. Are they don't know. They're As an administration, I think they're struggling. They're making fuckloads of money, which I think is pretty beneficial. They're getting a huge <laughs> club to come, come in and make money. So from that regard, they're doing okay. They've, of course, cut whole bunch of jobs and stuff like mm, to get to that mm. point. Yeah. Anyway, mm. enough about the NRL. The F1 boys, uh, it well, was... AFL draft, though, of course, three weeks away. And yes. we'll have a little preview going into that, yes. uh, who we think is going where. The F1, uh, the American Grand Prix mm-hmm. in Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. Was this yep. the first time that it was in Austin? No, or? it's been there before, but it's... I think it would have been either 2019 or 2018 the last time I was there because yes. they didn't, of course, travel there during COVID. And fairly um, new to the tour. Yeah, to, yep. yeah, they've only raced in America a couple of times. Um, or at that tra- at least at, at, at that, that track. At, at least track. at that track. At that so. track. Uh, yeah. 140,000 in attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, some uh, big names there, of course. Uh, Shaq and Serena Williams probably have been two of the biggest. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, getting some of the yeah, big name talent celebrities of course, uh, the, the the club, not the clubs, the teams bring them in, mm-hmm. uh, put them on the grid as well, kind of, you know, to yep. help, you know, as uh, not sponsors, but as, um, and they're not mouthpieces either. They're, they're just just to bring attention to the teams. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you ha- if, yeah, I think I saw like Ben Stiller was in the garage of one of the teams. So, really? Yeah. yeah. So, like, you just have him there. He's like filming like a, and like a Taylor Jack Johnson kind of <laughs> candid, you know, video, but it's just him with, in, with an F1 team. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Directing it. <laughs> Watch that the other day. It's, it's a good song. So from from the actual race, um, I'll give a really quick summary of it because I think the main conversation I want to have is about the championship. So mm. Max Verstappen, of course, wins the race. Lewis Hamilton finishes second. 
Uh, Max was P1 after qualifying. He does lose that position to Hamilton on the first corner of the start of this race. Mm. Uh, but Red Bull and Max come back through their tyre strategy in this. They undercut Lewis and they retake the lead. But because of that strategy, late they have left worse tyres than Lewis has. And Lewis, of course, comes back through the field. Well, yeah. Back through, Essentially chasing, mm. and they only finish a one point three seconds apart. So essentially, it was a really exciting race. Really, really close. You know, yeah. you could see that Hamas, Hamilton was chasing him down and was really pushing him hard yeah. to finish that off. It was it was really intense as well because they were they were relapping. I think some of the back markers. So Verstappen was having to fight through. Lapping Other him. cars lapping. Yeah, him. well, yeah. making sure Mazepin gets out of the fucking way. Well, that's it. Like, <laughs> they're all supposed to get blue flagged and supposed to let them through, but mm. they're obviously racing as well against the cars in front of them. So they got yeah. pick so and choose. So there was a train. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, so Hamilton arguably was able to catch up to Verstappen fairly quickly because of some because they got caught up in traffic. Yep. Um, yeah, there was obviously the tie issues that you mentioned, but yeah, it was yeah really. Close racing towards the end. What's yeah. a lap worth at Austin? Like uh, in terms of time, so, so what kind of time um, were they making up? Uh, a few minutes. It, so it'd be no. It'd be between a, a minute and a minute thirty is usually lap times for an F one car. Yeah. So fastest. So Lewis had fastest lap at a minute thirty eight point four eight five. Um, so Lewis was he would have been at least four or five seconds down. Mm-hmm. But he, he closed um, he into closed the closing laps. Yeah, he closed that off pretty quickly. Um, so you have to be within a second to get DRS, which mm-hmm. gives you more speed. Yeah. Um, About thirty extra k's. Yeah. So he was in the last couple of laps. He was coming up to that mark. I think in the last lap he came into that one second mm-hmm. within one second gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he took a corner too fast and then actually lost some speed. So he bumps himself back out of that yep. um, by that DRS detection zone, which yep. is where they allow they detect whether you're within one second to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into that straight where you can mm-hmm. um, change your car setup. Um, so he just bumped himself out of that. Arguably, if he stayed in that DRS zone, he would have won the won the race. Yeah, right. So it was like it's literally like a one one race mistake and not much in it. Not in a, much in, a, in it at all. What is it? Fifty odd lap race, like mm. one mistake in one corner. Yeah. There. Literally came down to like the last one, two laps. Yeah. So how many points between them and so, how many races to go? Yeah, so just before we get to that, shout out to Perez who did finish third mm. uh, for a Red Bull. Uh, came out after the race. He had no water throughout the entire race. So for an hour and a half to almost two-hour race uh, in Austin, Texas, in a hot car on a hot track, uh, no water at all. They have a full drink system, you know, tubed into them so they can take yeah. water when they need it. So they stay hydrated. He did the whole race without any hydration. Why wasn't um, his working? Well, I think it was empty. I think they forgot to fill it or it had a bees dick in it and he drank it on uh, for a couple laps in and they had nothing left. So, yeah, right. so he did the whole race without it. So he was, you know, and you got to remember, Harsh. these cars are physically exhausting to drive. Yeah, yeah. They're... Mm. They, they don't have uh, all the niceties you have of your minivan. So. No aircon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Signs of wind. Don't going need it when, you drive, when you're going down the straight at like 300 k's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So big shout out to him no, to, yeah. for, for being a soldier through that and getting there. I think um, Ricardo finished fifth as well in this. Got over mm. 100 points in the season. So McLaren are doing pretty good. I think their fight with, Red, um, with Ferrari has been really good. Mm-hmm. But back to your point. I think how many races are there, James? I think there's, there's 12 points. 
Max got another six on Lewis in this one, so I think he's six and six. The gap, yep. So Verstappen is on 287 and a half. Uh, Hamilton is on 275 and a half. So That's a different point, chance. 12, 12 points <laughs> there. Yeah. I can do those maths. <laughs> don't have to carry anything or anything. That's that stuff. I don't think you had to in the past when you've got them wrong. <laughs> True. <laughs> How many races have we got left? There is five races left. So we've got mm. Mexico, uh, not this weekend, next weekend. Um, and then we head across to Brazil. Then we've got Qatar, yep. Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi. Fishing Abu Dhabi, yeah. Yep. Um, mm. So, you know, five races left. Of course, winner gets 25, second place gets 19. 18. 18, sorry. Yep. So seven points in it. Seven yeah, points, so yeah. seven point difference. It's a fuck all, it. really, with five races to go. Yeah, well, exa- exactly. And if they're finishing one and two, you know, if Max finished second and Hamilton finished mm. first in two of those races, then he retakes that lead. So it is very close battle in this. But I am of the opinion... I think Max is starting to insert himself mm. into the into this picture of I'm the world champion this season. Okay. That's my thought. I think Lewis um, – I think he's played second fiddle. I'm going to say it. I think yep. he's and throughout the season he's been chasing Max. That's the way I think the season feels like. He hasn't been yeah. the one dominating and Max is going to come through and win it at the end. Mm. I think Max has been in front and Lewis has, you know, Excellent driver, of course. He's definitely sure. – and he's had, you know, the challenges throughout the year. But I think he's just – feels to me like he's chasing Max, the young lion, mm. um, in this in this instance. Uh, and for me, it's – I think Max can, you know, win a couple of those races, extend his lead a little bit, and I think he will win this F1 championship. And he's 23 or 24, James. He's not the – I don't think he's the youngest ever F1 champion – but he's pretty young, yeah. probably yeah, the start cool. of his his reign as F1 champion if Red Bull can um, you know, keep this form going into the new regulations next season and the season beyond. Um, but For mine, this goes back to the last time perhaps we were in this studio a long time ago and I was thinking, is this just a two-horse race? Yeah. And that's the way mm. it's eventuated. Yeah, We thought maybe some of the others might do something Hasn't eventuated. No. It is the two-horse race. Mm. And, you know, well, you're talking about two of the best drivers in the entire world. Sure. So, sure. so yeah, they've definitely kind of pushed, pushed their cases for why they're so good. Mm. There's a reason Lewis won seven-plus championships, well, seven championships, and Max, you know, is the young, like I said, the young lion. He's mm. ready to start his his, mm. di- his his dynasty, yeah. as you will. Could be, could be. Um, as a potential world well, champion. Yeah, you mentioned the new regulation changes and stuff like this. This is probably Max's best opportunity mm. um, with all the unknowns next year. Exactly. So Who knows next year? To win that championship. So You'd think Red Bull and Mercedes with their, their financial backing and their experience building of fast race cars, they should still be good next year. But like you say, who knows? Maybe it takes them a year to get to that point and yep. someone like McLaren or Ferrari comes back through. Yep. They just have the right car at the right time and they win next season. That's it. I mean, yeah, they, they're still almost 100 points ahead of next person there so mm. even if they do take a step back next year with all the different uh, car setups there's yeah still uh, competitors I will say as a general statement I think McLaren have been one of the funner teams to follow and watch this season um, with Lando and uh, Ricardo there um, I think they've been doing and their battle with Ferrari has yeah. been excellent as well so mm. um, I, I think I've, you know, though they haven't quite pushed themselves into that conversation 
yet um, with those two teams we mentioned before. They're definitely starting and they've been doing some really good work there. So Yeah, yeah. So in terms of the constructor standings, Mercedes in front with four hundred and sixty and a half. Uh, we've got Red Bull at four hundred and thirty seven and a half. So you think Mercedes has probably got them there for the rest of the season. Um, and then yeah, you do have that drop off with um, McLaren seeing at two fifty four, Ferrari very close behind them at two fifty and a half. And then again, a huge drop off to um, Alpine. They're at 104. Is it the same point system for the construction? Because yeah, so the so the points awarded is it 25 and 18 yeah, and yeah. So it goes so where your driver finishes, they so they've got two drivers, of course. So sure. they, they take those two points and put it on your championship. So that's why someone like Mercedes have got Valtteri, who's been doing really well, mm. finishing second and third for them. Um, still gathering He's points. still gathering big yeah. points for, for them. And, of course, Perez mm. finishing third really helps Red Bull. Mm. Um, but they, you know, to win the championship, you need the both. Be both. hard, be hard. But not out of the question for Red Bull to do it with five races to go. Yeah, exactly. They've, Perez can finish ahead of, you know, uh, Valtteri on a regular basis and mm. maybe even potentially uh, push out Lewis a couple of times, which will help Max, of course. Uh, yeah, they can get enough points to push themselves into first place there for the Constructions Championship. Mm. The World Series, boys. Let's finish with some MLB. <laughs> not, not our. F- admittedly, yeah, not our strong suit. Exactly. No. The reason why it's three hours and twenty deep. So if you're this far in. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yes. Hopefully the dribble dribble hasn't been too bad. Mm. Uh, but we will finish with the World Series. Uh, Atlanta, I think, smashed the Astros in the first seven, game. Seven two. Yeah, they really got off to a red-hot start in that, um, you know, hitting homer after homer. Mm -hmm. But Astros, of course, going back to them, they uh, tie it up, one one apiece. Uh, So it's starting, of course, well, I was worried that with the way Atlanta played in the first game that they were just going to walk all over them. But it was great to see That's baseball. That's baseball. That is baseball. You know, it can come, turn around and come back very, very quickly. So it was excellent to see them do that in that case. And, yeah, make it an interesting World Series. What I wanted to ask you boys, uh, avid baseball fans, of course, mm. uh, it's a World Series. Uh, can we name a player from each team? And I, I actually thought about this during the week that I was going to study this and name both teams, or you know, go through the whole list. But and did you? No, I didn't because I got busy, <laughs> busy um, uh, cursing Fangio during the week. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forgot about it. Anyway, it's a World uh, Series. It's big. It's big. Uh, something that we need to talk about yeah, big is, story. is uh, that big the MLB wanted to reschedule uh, World Series mm. matchups to go up against Thursday Night Football because the NFL is just killing it yeah, in well, terms around it. Yeah, NBA did it as well with their yeah. their mm. I think the, their analyst program, especially with Shaq and Shaq and, and Charles on there. Uh, that hey, you know. The NFL, even on Thursday nights, fucking killing it. Yeah. Let's not go head to head to it. Let's let's switch it up and put it somewhere else where mm. we can get the viewership and the numbers that we need. Well, the take home message is that the NFL is king. It's it's by far and away the most popular sport in the United States. Well, I, I think the yeah. the the commish for MLB even conceded that the baseball's no longer the national sport. So. Which is a huge saving, even coming from the commission. Uh, yeah. I, th- I well, think, especially coming from, the yeah, I think I think you want him to uh, to to bleed baseball to the point where even if they are losing, losing, uh, you know, a code war, sports war between them, 
that they they'd still push the agenda that hey we're still the the national sport the you know the 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 pastime the, the pastime the baseball yeah of course for for American pastimes mm. but hey like we said NFL's killing it um, Thursday night football's killing it putting a uh, fucking Cards versus Packers you know huge. one loss between yeah. them that's a huge game yeah. on Thursday night football uh, which is absolutely ridiculous um, I think where if I can find it very very quickly. Um, was it from the top 25, 25 matches, 25? This is your story. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> yeah and, and of course, I, when I said, I can, I find it quickly. Can I, no, I, oh, here it is. So 2021 <laughs> season to date, um, the average uh, yeah. viewership per game for an NFL game, 16.6 million mm. top 33 NRL games are the top 33 shows on TV since the start of the 2021 season. Um, so let me, if you don't understand that, 33 top TV shows, all 33 NFL games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the top five games have done between 22 to 26 million viewership uh, with the Patriots uh, Buccaneers uh, game yeah, as, as the top the one. Theater, at 26, the yeah. theater of it. So yeah. on average, uh, on well, averaging, you know, 6.6, but from last year up 11%. Uh, probably the addition of fans helps that and football sure. back. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, the NFL going from gangbusters at the moment and the other leagues starting to concede that they may be behind. So. Here, here's one for you. And it, if it was an NBA playoffs game versus a... Oh, th- they wouldn't move it. They'd Thursday night mm. football game, I think I think that's a different story. Yeah. Yep. But well, it seems from the outside looking in, at, at but both in their regular seasons, or well, even the World Series, you know, baseball yeah. struggling. Yeah. Um, but I, and I had a point that I was going to make, but um, it must have been important. Fuck no! Nah, I'll sit here and wait. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Lucky> you, James. <laughs> um, well, no, I think you were talking like during the week as well. Like when you've got an MLB games going past midnight. It's yeah. very hard to sort of... On a Thursday night, people got to get up, go to work. Yeah, it's very hard to sort of get that, keep that engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure what the dynamic is be- between games. I don't know if that was an exception to the rule. Um, that stoppage or innings just ran over or whatever. But yeah, is it the format of the game? What you, do you want a T20 in baseball? Is that what you tell them? Shorten it. Oh, yeah. I find baseball look, and we're Australians. Well, come out and hit homers. That's what people want to see. We're Australians. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're going to be, you know, snobs. I mean, yeah, we're going to be skewed one way. But the thing is, is, we're also Australians, and a lot of our parents and a lot of older, you know, generations ago, oh, the NFL, oh, yeah, they wear helmets and they, you know, they oh, wear shoulder they're, pads they're, and they're, they're, soft. they're soft and they're, oh yeah, basketball. There's Americans, you know, and there seems to be that. You know the younger generation gravitating towards those sports, but not necessarily baseball and and hockey. Short yeah. attention spans, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, um, well, my, yeah the, you look po- at baseball. You've got nine innings. Nine um, innings. Well, got both sides got to play. Side. Low yeah. scoring. Low, of and it's low scoring. Yeah. So, um, hey, if you like it, was, but yeah. the thing is, if you like it's, pitching, you like elite fielding. You like elite pitching. Yeah. So you. You know, you find enjoyment in that if, if that's what you're following in the sport. So, um, and it is, that's the length and how they play their game. But, uh, you know, you've seen it with cricket. Test cricket is still the pinnacle of the sport and a yeah. lot of people like it. But slow then a little, and drawn out. Yeah, slow and drawn out. But then T20 
T20s where it's at. That's if you look at the IPL and how many zeros oh. are attached to that versus Test cricket. Uh, you can see there's a big difference in my opinion there. Maybe. I just want to say I strongly disagree. <laughs> I know you do. Um, I just want to say as well for the NFL, like uh, we're talking five years ago, potentially the death of the league with concussions and where they were going, the juniorship going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the one they've done it probably a pretty good job in their marketing campaign. Two, trying to make the game safer and trying to bring down that concussion rate and make it more appealing to the, the younger generations, but also. You, Everyone wants to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. They, yeah. they and that's three, they they're for. fucking gladiators. Like mm. people want to watch that. Like yeah, exactly. It's a warrior sport. Yeah, so yeah, we can see see why they why they are compete winning against the others because you know well NBA and um, baseball aren't contact sports. Sure. Yeah. Not meant to be. NHL yeah. is. Oh, it's definitely it's definitely, <laughs> definitely, but it's not a tackling sport either no but there there still a fair bit of content and a mm. lot of knuckles thrown um mm. but it's also very different being fast it's it's fast but it's you know it's on ice versus a pitch mm-hmm. um, it's it's there's no there's no direct competition in that sure. regard for the NFL but mm. maybe there's soccer but like you put soccer mm. in an NFL up against the you know what the rednecks are going to pick for sure. True. That was a long way to, <laughs> to, to, and, and to discuss the uh, World Series that we know nothing about. That is, uh, did we even discuss it? No, I we didn't. Just, I just talked around. No, the Braves and the Astros, they won a piece. <laughs> you you going to pick one? I couldn't care. Um, <laughs> I'm going to back the Braves. All right, Atlanta and Houston, who's going to struggle more? I'm, I'm going to go Houston because the Texans will be insufferable this year. So hopefully <laughs> they can get a win there. They do have Dallas. They got the Cowboys. Oh, they don't like each other. True. Same state, do different. It's a few hours okay. away. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Max. Um. Geez. Oh. Yeah. I was going to go Astros as well. Yeah. Uh. To finish this off, of course, that West Indies game against Bangladesh is yes, Bangladesh. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Um. It's still underway. Uh, I can't think of another. <laughs> Uh, nation in the world that starts with B-A-N. Uh, well, I, I, f- I couldn't find it on the screen. That was my bad. Uh, West Indies, did you get 143, which yeah. I think is actually pretty good for from, them. From where they were. From they, where were they were yeah. doing pretty mm. average. And in response, after 10, Bangladesh were only 45, I think that was, before we went to the ad break. Um, so big, big trouble for Bangladesh. Yeah. Was, I thought they were in a good position there and potentially on their way to a victory. But, yeah, they've... Started off a bit slow and um, oh, they're in trouble. They're in big yeah, trouble. In, Let's wrap yeah. this bitch up. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do us three and three and a half hours. Um, talking too much dribble with all the boys, of course, back at the table. Let's go. For the it's first fun. time yep. and good to be back. Two and a half or so months. Yeah, definitely. A lot of NFL chat, a lot of cricket going on, uh, as well as a bit of other news around the leagues. Uh, thank you, boys, as always. Throw us mm-hmm. a, a dirty subscribe, if you will. Dirty. Um, mm. Pay extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was only on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always comment. Uh, we do like our comments and we do answer questions and get stuck in it. Uh, mm. But always, thank you, boys. Thank you for that. And we will see you all next week. Thank see you. ya. Bye. Bye. Gotcha.